Inside those turtles is the most precious substance known to mankind, harmless phosphorescence. everybody this is human nerd thoreau smiley who's joining me this week <laughs> i'm josh cc and that rat did not teach me very well like all children i was drawn to the distractions of popular culture i'm brian lesh i'm Eric weber and i'm the one who licks the icing off the pop charts every morning and puts them back in the box and this is a harmless phosphorescence uh it's your uh, weekly podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons, patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron too. Just head over to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got lots of bonus content there. We got Star Wars miniseries, holiday shows, music shows, uh, we've got a weekly Simpsons show coming at you, um, <laughs> and so much more. Uh, we've got uh, monthly movies. Uh, this month, we're going to be doing The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy 2005, the uh, feature film edition, so watch out for that. And uh, this week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching two, uh, the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Surveillance is showing heavy foot clan activity. They're taking hostages. Let's rock and roll. This is our city. That's what I'm talking about. Like shadows in the night, you don't believe the unseen. Who's that? It's a camera flash. Give me the camera. Oh, look. He's doing his Batman voice. Back off, Rand. Do not say a word about this to anyone. If you do, we will find you. Yeah. We'll find you. I'm sorry, that came across super creepy, okay? That's... <laughs> we will find you, though. My sons, I have trained you your whole lives to protect the city above. But I fear you are not ready. Greatest threat. We're taking your armor to the next level. Shredder. Sensei, you must stop Shredder. Together. Stronger than he can ever be. Let's go save my brothers. Towards me, one's fighting a robot samurai. Why not? So they're aliens. 
No, that's stupid. They're turtles. Is there anything else we should know about them? They're ninjas. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Even the trailer is like phonetic and sensory overload. That like, that 2014 dubstep they have going on there, man. Well, and the Michael Bay big blah. Yeah. Like a foghorn sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, no we're so epic. Way. Yeah. I had no indication what that was about. That was my problem with this entire movie was that whole, like, the score, for instance. It was choirs and like, oh, da, da. Not like radical, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I would have preferred dubstep as the soundtrack over what we got. Right, like like orchestral, over the top, this is epic, like battle for the soul of mankind kind of like the fate of the world hangs in the balance like choirs like jesus guys this isn't end game (laughs) yeah it it was the same soundtrack for transformers right yeah yeah michael Bay. yeah yeah um musically it sounded exactly the same yes absolutely i'm pretty sure it was yeah well yeah we'll get into the uh the composer, I'll touch on it briefly when we do our production. Um, this movie it was released August 8th, 2014. It had a running time of 101 minutes, a budget of $150 million. It made $493 million bucks at the box office. It was a hit, and it means that we are going to talk about the box office top 10. This is the box office top 10 game. This is the game where we... Uh, We'll count down the top 10 movies of August 8th, 2014. The guys here are going to try to guess it. Now, this is one week after Guardians of the Galaxy, which we did last week. So I am not going to actually be talking, um, doing the entire box office top 10 because a lot of those movies are going to be the same as last week. So, um, But there were one, two, three, four. There were five movies released this week. Five so half of the box. So um, I'm going to kind of skip around the top 20. Five-ish of the box office top 10. Um, t- top 30. We'll stop. We'll, we'll do the top 30. I'm going to skip around, do some of these, and then we'll uh, go through the new ones as well. So you guys ready to play the box office top 30-ish? Yes. Our favorite new game. <laughs> Ish. Um, the number 30 movie of the week. A chance encounter between a down and out music business executive and a young singer songwriter new to Manhattan turns into a promising collaboration between the two talents. We got Mark Ruffalo in here. Um... This is... I, I know I saw this. Is this it, where his... Um, Julianne Moore, his ex-wife, turns gay? That they all no, no, no. Work? That was The Kids Are All Right. Oh. I, I, he was... I think he was a... I think he was a sperm donor in that. I can't remember. It's been a while since I saw that one. <laughs> this is called Begin Again. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, number 29... 
<laughs> Actually, I'm gonna skip that one. I thought it was a Mad. I thought it was a. A Madagascar sequel, but it's actually just a documentary about Madagascar called Madagascar Island of Lemurs. <laughs> At number 28, two teenage cancer patients begin a life-affirming journey to visit a reclusive author in Amsterdam. The Fault in Our Stars. Yes, indeed. Uh, by what's his, what was the guy's Hank, name? Hank Green, I think, or is it John Green? John Green. Hank. John, John, Green. John Green, because Hank Green sounds like a guy that works on your truck. <laughs> Hank Green. <laughs> they are brothers. They're Hank and John and Green, bro. the stars brothers. I don't know brothers. if you guys do Crash Course, but uh, incredible YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So uh, moving on up, number 26. A group of fighters must contend with Lord Beerus, the god of destruction. But only a god can fight a god, and none of them are gods. However, with the creation of a new god, will they be able to defeat Lord Beerus? <laughs> That's the craziest thing I have ever read. Is Lord Beerus the god of beer? I doubt it, judging by what this is. You can just make gods. This isn't gods of Egypt, is it? No, no, no. This is this is this is an anime. Oh. oh. Um Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh let's see. Oh, number twenty-three this week. A soldier fighting aliens gets to relive the same day over and over again. Was this Live, Die, Repeat was the subtitle? Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. That's Which right. was like the last Tom Cruise movie that like, that wasn't Mission Impossible that I thought was actually like really good. Mm. Yeah, it's all right. It's not the best thing, but it was interesting throughout. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. At number, oh, at number 22. Um after making their way through high school twice, big changes are in store for Officer Schmidt and Jenko when they go deep undercover at a local college. Um, that's uh, 21 Jump Street. No, no, 22. 22. 22. Oh, yeah. that's the sequel. Oh, because they go yeah. to college. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, at number 20. So did they graduate from that high school that they were undercover at? In 21 Jump Street? I can't remember. It's been, it's Did been they a, get their diplomas? It's been a long time since I saw those. I can't remember. And is the college neck, you know, on the same street? Or, or one street over? On yeah, 22 it, Jump Street? Yeah, is, is it literally the next building down the road? Right. <laughs> it's, it's across the street because they, they number it odds on one side, evens on the other. That actually, yeah, I, do I do remember from that. It's because the headquarters... Their, their secret headquarters were at 21 Jump Street, and then Ice-T had to move, or is it, was it Cube? Was it Cube or T? Cube. Cube. It was Cube. Okay. Uh, Cube had to move the headquarters across the street. <laughs> so that, that's why it's 22 Jump Street. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, number, uh, let's see. Uh, number 20 for the week. When humanity allies with a bounty hunter... In pursuit of an alien, the alien's friends turn to a mechanic and his family for help. All of humanity allies with this bounty hunter. It would appear so, yes. 
This yeah. is Predator something in the No, I'll I'll give you I'll give you Transformer. Yes. Yeah, which oh, one? Yeah. The one with Mark Wahlberg, right? Is this the last uh, night? No, this is oh. Age of Extinction. What's the first line of the description you give us? When humanity allies with a bounty hunter. <laughs> All of humanity allies <laughs> with a bounty hunter. Exactly. I, I hope he's making a, hell of a, meaning a real game. living. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And this is the last one I'm going to do before we jump into the opening this week. At number 18. A vengeful fairy is driven to curse an infant princess, only to discover that the child may be the one person who can restore balance to the land. <laughs> restore balance. I know. I love when that. I'm just here for the vengeful, uh, vengeful fairy. <laughs> right. That's an origin yeah. story. That's interesting. Uh, this is starring Why? Angelina Jolie. This is Beowulf. No. Maleficent. No. Yeah, Maleficent. Josh gets. Josh gets a Disney point. Was Maleficent a fairy? I thought she was a witch. Yeah, I don't know if she's the vengeful fairy or if she's... I think maybe yeah, she's the... Fe- I, if, I would guess the fairy is vengeful against Maleficent. And so she curses the princess so that the princess will fight Maleficent. But I haven't seen this movie, so that's hmm. just a guess based on... Yeah, I haven't seen either, but they take place before Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, in uh, I, in the in the beauty verse. <laughs> um, I am writing down room. vengeful fairies for a band name. Yeah. Oh, oh, here's one. Here's here's one more. I'll do. Um, before we jump into the openings this week. Um, so the description of this: the life of Mason, from childhood to college. Oh, this is boy. Oh, boyhood. Oh, boyhood. Boyhood. Yeah. yeah. Link later. This right? is the movie yeah, that they Link made later. throughout the actor's actual life. Yeah, they shot it over like yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Interesting yeah. concept. It wasn't a oh, bad yeah. movie. It was yeah, actually yeah. like I was expecting it as a film to be kind of like, ugh, but it actually wasn't bad here. Yeah. It had some moving points within it, too. I remember being like, yeah. oh, wow, this is very real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Andrea, by the way, says that Maleficent was a fairy. Um, <laughs> the things my wife knows. Wow, yes, that's you have. A, I I bow down to your your Maleficent knowledge, Andrea. Um. All right, I right, opening this week at number seven. She is watching. Yeah, <laughs> she's always watching, Josh. She's always watching. <laughs> Um, opening at number seven this week, two struggling pals dress up as police officers for a costume party and become neighborhood sensations. But when uh, these newly minted heroes get tangled in a real life web of mobsters and dirty detectives, they must put their fake badges on the line. Hmm. Hmm. This is I, this isn't bad. This wasn't a bad movie. Um, it wasn't, you know, incredible or anything. It had a. This isn't the new guys, right? This is something different. Yeah, it had it had that guy from um, the new girl in it. I can't remember the dude's name. The actor, the guy that did the voice of Spider Man on uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, and Damon Wayans Jr. And Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's called Let's Be Cops. Oh, oh Let's Be Cops. So yeah, it wasn't bad. It was an R.A. comedy. 
Uh, number six, all-stars from the previous installments of this series come together in glittering Las Vegas, battling for a dance victory that could define their dreams and their careers. Oh, Ocean 17. <laughs> and a dance victory? Yeah. <laughs> Bat dance bring it on. Bring. No, no, it's not a bring it on. Mm. Oh. Step up 17. It is a step. Is it, it is a step, is a step up. up. It is a step, step up three. It sounds like Vegas is the like jump the shark moment. It's uh, it's called step up all in. Step up the stairs to Caesar's Babylon. Opening at number four. The Kadam family leaves India for France, where they open a restaurant directly across the road from Madame Mallory's Michelin-starred eatery. <laughs> Madame Mallory's Michelin-starred eatery. It's like, is, is Michelin star in the name of that restaurant? Because that could go very badly for them. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Michelin is the company that writes um, uh, restaurants. I know, yeah, but if that was, really if good. that's the name of the actual. Restaurant Madeline Mattery's Michelin starred eatery. It's like Uncle Mo's family feed bag. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's like uh, the greatest restaurant in the world until it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is it? Um, uh, this yeah. This movie's called The Hundred Foot Journey. It looks like, like across the street to Madame Mallory's yeah. Michelin star Madame. restaurant. It, it looks That's like it stones. looks like Madame Mallory is played by uh, Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah, that sounds fitting. Yeah, at number three, storm trackers, thrill seekers, and everyday townspeople document an unprecedented onslaught of tornadoes touching down in the town of Silverton. Idiots, huh. idiots who stand out in a tornado. This looks like it looks like this is a not Sharknado. It looks like this is a found footage movie. About a tornado destroying a town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it in the Cloverfield universe? No, no, I don't think it's horror at all. I don't think it's supernatural in any way. It's just found footage movie about tornadoes destroying a town and people surviving. <laughs> it's called Into the Storm. So it's a fictionalized documentary? Yeah, it's a fictionalized found footage <laughs> drop. Like, right. Yeah. They're storm hunters, but yeah, their cameras. Yeah. Or left or something. Wait, or, it. And it has like people and their phones, like a lot of like phone footage kind of thing. Right, right, right. So this is the like underpowered, uh, what was that one movie with Dane DeHaan? Oh, um, oh. yeah, the the Chronicle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. of course, at number two was Guardians. I can't believe it only lasted number one for one week. But that's because opening at number one this week when a kingpin threatens New York City, a group of mutated turtle warriors must emerge from the shadows to protect their home. Uh, not to stick on Guardians too long, but I have a feeling that it was back in number one the next week. I I'm am sure a- that it was. this was a close call for turtles to win. I, yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, let's see, actually. Yeah. Well, and word of mouth on Guardians of the Galaxy was how that movie got to be. So you're, well, yeah. well you're absolutely right. Okay, so they marketed the shit out of it, but yeah, I'm sure every parent was like, "Oh, you should actually take your kids to this. It was great." Okay, yeah. Plus, so, to each other, it's like it's really good. It seemed yeah. weird, but it's really good. Go see. 
Yeah. Well, okay. So the week after this, Guardians is still number two. Turtles is still number one. But they're only separated by a couple million bucks. And then the week after that, they flip and Guardians goes back to number one. Oh, shit. Rematch, Apollo Creed and Rocky. Yeah. Like Avatar even, and Endgame. Yeah. Even though, <laughs> even though Sin City 2 came out, it beat them. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know there was a sequel. Yeah. It's not good. It's real, real bad. Well, and Brittany Murphy had died, right? Yeah. At this point. Oh, yeah. 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 Ooh. Wait, was Brittany Murphy in the first Sin City? Wasn't she? Uh, I thought she. How, how come we're not? How come we didn't do Sin City two? Because there's no superhero in it. It's like just a crime story, even though it's a comic based one. It's like same reason we didn't do Men in Black. We we, right. we uh, determined I'll that there wasn't you. a superhero in Men in Black. All right. Yeah. Take it. Just a regular hero. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, with lower than average intelligence. Yeah, wow, she died in 2009. I don't know why I thought it was so much oh. earlier than that. I thought it was like 2005 or so. Am, am I mem- remembering correctly? She was in the first Sin City movie? I'm sure she was. It's been so long since I saw Sin City. Yeah, 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 she was. She was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. Huh. Weird. So um, that is our box office top 10 for the week, which comes to the comic book and character background. Professor Weber, will you please enlighten us as to why these turtles should be in a museum? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that question. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's at this point where it's like with, with certain franchises – I feel like Congress should step in. <laughs> like you've, you've made it enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, I didn't even think to uh, look until this morning to do some research. Um, but then it occurred to me, yeah, maybe there were a character or two um, that we haven't discussed before. We've talked about Shredder and Splinter and all the turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first appearance of Karai in movies. Who's Karai? The female assassin? Uh, that's correct. Um, <laughs> A lady assassin? I just want to say, I thought her name was Crud for like the first 45 <laughs> minutes of the movie. I was like, who, the, who named this character Crud? <laughs> Karai makes more sense. Yeah, I don't even recall hearing her name spoken aloud. Um, but anyway, uh, let's see. She was originally introduced in the Eastman and Laird comic book series, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, in 1992. Um, that was in issue number 53. Mm. Hmm. Um, she had a cameo appearance. Um, and then. <laughs> On Full House. And Did, then was she uh, from something else? No, um, it was just. Uh, I think it was brief. She wasn't named. Um, wasn't exactly sure. Uh, yeah, she didn't have a name. She was an unknown woman. Um, and then two issues later, in number fifty-five. Oh wait, she was at fifty-four also. But she was named in. Issue 55 in January 93. 
uh, introduced as one of the leaders of the mainstream Foot Clan in Japan. Um, let's see. She's depicted as Shredder's second-in-command or adopted daughter in most versions. Um, and let's see. After Leonardo killed the Shredder, uh, the Foot Faction in New York has been in chaos with uh, different groups warring for control. Uh, Karai steps forward with her faction and wants to get the Turtles to destroy the uh, Shredder's Elite, they're called. Uh, okay. five, so five, five guys who are uh, messing stuff up. What's that, Josh? The, uh, so they were the guys that captured the turtles. Uh, was she trying to kill them at this point? Um, do, 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 do. I don't know. All right, fair enough. Um, I wasn't yeah. even sure what year Shredder was killed or in what issue. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> You, you mean you're not completely up on the turtles lore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sure. Um, so after they, uh, after the turtles help defeat the five elite, uh, Karai thanks the turtles for their help. And she says that the foot will no longer bother them and returns to Japan. Uh, later, um, she would, the storyline ended before it was revealed, but there was a lady shredder and a lady shredder, a lady, <laughs> Made by a lady shredder. And it was going to be revealed that <laughs> that was Karai. <laughs> the lady shredder from Gillette. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to try this one. So her whole uh, divide and conquer, use the turtles to overthrow her enemies and then deliver a peace agreement with the turtles was a ruse because uh, she was actually Lady Shredder all along. Oh. Huh. <laughs> <She was> all... <laughs> you fools, it is I, Lady ah. Shredder. <laughs> like in Swamp Thing, the dude who had to wear the masquerade for like months. Do you remember that in Swamp Thing? The guy who was the evil guy, but also the guy running the project they were working on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. Like he had to put on that every single day and then get the job done. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. She didn't do much in this movie, so I didn't go too in depth. Yeah, yeah. She uh, did nothing clever, and she had no agency. Yeah, she and, was just a female goon. And did did she, am I right. wrong? Did, wait, yes. did she? Because I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like it was kind of hard for me to pay a lot of attention to this movie both times I Same watched way. it. Did she die at some point, or did she just disappear from the movie? She just disappeared. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, did I miss it, or did she just yeah. go away at some point, and now she's gone? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. should have like flown a helicopter in and like picked Shredder up or something at the end. But <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about helicopters in Manhattan. We have before, but in this, well, there's a lot. Oh my god, there's so this 
This movie left me with so many questions. I don't. Only questions. Yeah. That's all I have. I don't even know if I have any gags. Only yeah. questions. Yeah, this movie is is a hot mess. But all right, thank you, Al, for that look into the. Com- oh, real, real quick. Um, there was one more when I oh. breezed over it real quickly. Um, Doctor Baxter Stockman appears in this, um, but only in flashbacks. Uh, he's a scientist that works at Saks Industries. Uh-huh. Um, and he, that character from the comics, but we're going to talk about him next time because he makes a uh, bigger appearance in the next hmm. did you, Turtles did you, movie. Oh, no. Did he look like a fly in this one? I don't think so. Oh. No. My other, he just my looked other, like a dude. <laughs> and did the dude look like a lady shredder? <laughs> uh, my other question is, um, was what's his name? Um, Stain? Or Stork or something. Was he from the comics? The Evil Kingpin? No. Oh, Sax? Sax, yeah. Sax. Stax? No. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to get too deep into that character, but I was reading about it because I was curious about this mess of a movie. He was originally written to be Shredder. It was going to be revealed that he is Shredder, and fans were upset because they were whitewashing the one... Japanese character in the Ninja Turtles, uh, the samurai guy, and turning him into a white businessman was too far. Yeah, for the fans. yeah. I mean, yeah, that kind of sucks. Like, well, that, I just I I wish fans were a little bit louder about the rest of this movie. Yeah, because because the rest of this movie is is it's not whitewashing exactly, but it's. Oh, it is it's, to some extent. It's well, yes, there is some of the, there. Yes, there's definitely some of that, but there's yeah, also a I lot mean, of like a coat of feces laid across the whole. Thing. Yeah, this is Spider-Man's yeah, New York. There are no people of color in this movie. Oh, no. I was just gonna say. Oh, there, there is one. Hmm. Uh, in the the Foot Clan. There's, oh, yeah, that's true. Well, we and do also see one Foot Goon member. Yeah. Criminals. Also, sure. also Miss Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, oh yeah, confusingly. I mean, yes. good for her. Who, who doesn't like making money? But it's not like she's like hot. she needs. Games. It's weird that <laughs> this is the thing she picked to like that's, to like make a few bucks on. Like this, that's what this. Like yeah, it seemed like it was a favor to somebody, and it was also an easy gig. She's not like uh, trapped in a burning building or anything. Oh, she one hundred percent showed up and worked for five hours and went home. Like that yeah. was it. Oh, so, yeah. I would I would enjoy seeing her playing that character in a totally different movie. I yeah. don't mean that character with the same name, but like the the hard uh, you know, yeah like, the hard ass you know, like the editor Jane, or whatever yeah, yeah. Jo- Jonah Jameson like yeah. she fit that role oh yeah very well. honestly I miss seeing Whoopi Goldberg in movies in general. Like I don't feel like she's yeah. done much in the last twenty years. No. Um, but she was all, let's do it. TMA. She was one of the shining moments in this whole movie. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, yeah. All right. So this movie was directed by Jonathan Liebsman. Um, Jonathan. You're telling me that Michael Bay didn't direct this Thoreau. <laughs> I've been deceived by all of the marketing. And <laughs> yeah. And the fact that it says Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles above I, it. <laughs> I didn't see this guy's name anywhere. Right. Um, that may yeah, be. Yeah, so I was producing credit in the very beginning. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, and she's worked with him many times because of Transformers since the first one. Oh, Megan oh, Fox. Yeah. Is that? Megan Fox, that is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was produced by Michael Bay. It, it has his fingerprints all over it, but it was directed by Jonathan Liebsman, uh, who also directed Darkness Falls, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, Battle Los Angeles, Wrath of the Titans, and uh, last last um, year he had an uncredited uh, director <laughs> job on Doolittle, the Robert Downey Jr. one. That everybody hated. So he had never done a children's movie. No. And that's obvious. Yeah. I mean, Texas Chainsaw is about young Leatherface. That's a <laughs> fucked up movie. Wait, is that an origin story for Leatherface? Yes, it it's the beginning. Yeah, the beginning. <laughs> so we find like, out where he gets that face from? Oh, all of that. We oh, find wow. out that how the town goes destitute and has... You know, and everyone's poor, and it just keeps going down. Oh my the god! The slaughterhouse where he worked closed. Do we see him <laughs> find the chainsaw? <laughs> wait, wait. Yes. So, 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 te- so, wait. This is wait. So we see leather, like, like it's sympath. It's a sympathetic retelling of Leatherface's origin. Yes, until it, yeah, until a certain point. Yes. Wow. I do. Is it a musical where he's? Is it a musical? Is he like? I just want to use my chainsaw on every teenage girl who comes into my town. You're brutalizing. Who who played the uh, the chainsaw massacre? Leatherface. I'm not sure. It could very well have been the dude Gunther, whatever, Hmm. that actually played Leatherface. It could have been the guy that stands in for Jason. There's, hmm. I was hoping it was like, like former wrestler or something. I think he was like a former wrestler. I can't remember his name. Hmm. But yeah, he was just a big dude. Wow. That yeah. is crazy. That is crazy. So, all right. Yeah. Um, this uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, had- <laughs> and you know what, guys? I don't want to ruin it. Incest. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Explains a lot. Now Just rampant incest. Uh, <laughs> that was the hook the movie needed. Right. It's like, bro, your farm's not that far away from everything. <laughs> it's like, you have a car, right? I think it's a slaughterhouse. All right. Okay. So, yeah, this uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get into that much incest in the <laughs> Turtles podcast. I'm glad we did. Um, well, it was written by Josh Applebaum, Andre Nemec, and Evan Dougherty. We got three, although two of them are a writing team. Andre Nemec, um, let's see, uh, also has writing credits on a bunch of TV stuff, Alias, Life on Mars. Um, he has writing credit on Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Um, oh, he's currently writing the Beverly Hills Cop 4 script, which is in production. And uh, he's a writer on the Cowboy Bebop Netflix <laughs> reboot. Well, the reboot. Yeah. yeah um, um, I would like to argue the point that nobody wrote this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, or the coked out ten year olds we've talked about. Before. He he's a they, writing. They pro- just, I was gonna say they just kept contacting Michael Bay for script notes, and they were just like, "Cool, that's the script. We'll do it." Yeah, Put these guys' names on it. He's like, blow some things up, and then have a whole bunch of like semis roll over a bunch. He's like, wait, yeah, exactly. Then he was like, wait, is this is this for Transformers or Turtles? It doesn't matter. Do it. 
matter. Needs yeah, more like, convoys. Yeah. Is this four lines of dialogue in a row? No, no, that's not going to work. I'll give you two lines of dialogue and an explosion. Yeah. That's my final offer. Um, Andre Nemec's writing partner is Josh Applebaum. They wrote this together. Uh, we also have, as a writer, Evan Doherty, who uh, his uh, credits include Snow White and the Huntsman, Divergent, and the 2018 Tomb Raider movie. He directed so, Snow White and Hooch. Dark <laughs> movies for teenagers. Yeah, exactly. I, this is all adding up in my mind now, why this movie is the way that it is. Mm. Right, because of his, you know, other tonal... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tonal, yeah, we, 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 right. yeah, we've got a lot of, like, divergent, like, yeah. Yeah, because, like, Huntsman is about Snow White, but it's about having to take her heart to prove to the queen that he killed her. <laughs> so it's also a dark movie. Uh, yeah. It's, it is. Yeah, the, the team behind this, it makes a lot of sense why it is like it is, but it doesn't make a lot of sense of why the turtles went this route. Yeah, why nobody seemed to care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, in 2009, um, Nickelodeon purchased... Um, the rights to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The first thing they made was that animated film, which by all accounts yeah. was pretty good. I've never seen it. Heard it was pretty good. It's fun. Sorry. Yeah. First. Yes. For an animated movie. Yes. Yeah. So you, you guys have both seen it, right? Yeah. TMNT. Yeah. Yeah. TMNT. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. This is live action and it's fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. That was animated and it was perfectly good turtle product. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then in 2010, um, Nickelodeon decided they were going to make a live action turtles. And they, uh, um, since they are owned by the same parent company as Paramount, they, uh, Paramount, uh, has Michael Bay under contract and they said, hey, Michael Bay, you make big action movies. Come on board. And Michael Bay put together the team that did this. Um, originally, Art Markham and Matt Holloway were going to write the film. They did uh, Punisher Warzone. And uh, they had uh, writing credits on Iron Man, all, though, of course, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, they're currently working on Craven the Hunter. But so I think... I don't know, but they I didn't do. know they were making that. That's interesting. Craven mm -hmm. the Um, so that's you know that I don't know, but they they dropped out, and the script was uh, given to Josh Applebaum, Andre Nemec, and uh, Jonathan uh, Liebsman came on board to direct the film after Brett Ratner dropped out. So it could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, uh, originally they were just going to title it Ninja Turtles and Michael Bay's first idea was that the turtles were going to be aliens. Hmm. They make a joke about that in the movie. They do. Somebody at some point decided that that was the fan community was so angry about that, that they went back on that. You know, it might have been better. Might have been. Well, that's true. This might have been better. It reminds me of um, John Peters and his robotic Spider-Man, or his robotic spider that he wanted in Superman. 
every time he tried to. Yeah, 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 exactly. Make them aliens. The, the word mutant is in the fucking. Right. No, They're but, mutant aliens. No, no, but that was his thing. He was taking <laughs> right. away the teenage mutant part. It was going to be just right. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, just period. Um, so uh, when when all this was going down, Robbie Rist, who was Michelangelo in the first three movies, um, posted a bunch of tweets saying that Michael Bay was sodomizing the Ninja Turtles. Wow. <laughs> He's never getting the call back for the next uh, like dedicated <clears throat> role that he could have possibly gotten. Yeah. Yikes. I, I heard an anecdote about William Shatner once where he had a radio interview and he showed up. They're like, How, how's it going? He's like, well, the traffic was terrible. It, it was so bad. It was holocaustic. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Traffic. Oh, no. Whoa. Um, he, is, he is Jewish, but still. <laughs> Woo. Um. Apparently, Eastman and Laird both signed off on this, saying that they thought it was a perfectly good version of the movie when they were uh, watching it uh, or when they were um, invited behind the scenes. I imagine that was in large part thanks to the large checks they were getting for <laughs> this film. Yeah, I was going to say those are two very savvy businessmen. Yeah, absolutely. That makes you know me wonder so if Michael Bay signed off on it before they saw it and signed off on it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's already that. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Our cast, we've got um, Pete Plazek did the motion capture for Leonardo. And this is weird because he's the only one who didn't get to voice the character he was motion captioning. Um, he, Johnny Knoxville voiced Leonardo. Everyone else got to be voiced by the actor doing the motion capture. So that's kind of kind of sucks for Pete Plazic. Um but Pete Plazic um he was also let's see his other credits include and and I feel like he might have been hired on to do the voice because he's an actual actor. He was in Captain Marvel, he played Brett Johnson. Um he was in let's see, he had bit parts in Workaholics and Parks and Rec. He play. He was in that MTV Teen Wolf series. He, you know, he's he was in Superstore. Is uh, he the guy who who made the cockpit joke in Captain Marvel? That's got to be who that is. There weren't a lot of yeah. I think blonde haired, blue eyed white guys in that movie. I think it was yeah. Who, who was he in this? He was the motion capture for Leonardo, oh, but okay, he didn't get to do the voice. Leo, but he didn't do the voice. Yeah. Gotcha. The voice of Leonardo was Mr. Johnny Knoxville. Just, you know, jackass. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville. I'm not going into it. was known for his voice. Well, and 40-something. 40-something-year-old <laughs> Johnny Knoxville voicing the teenage mutant ninja turtle. It would have been great if at some point Michelangelo just hit him in the nuts with a tennis ball home <laughs> server. <laughs> <laughs> so it good. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, Jeremy Howard was Donatello. Uh, let's see. He is, <laughs> was also like 30 years old. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> his voice was weird. Did anybody think so? I thought a lot of the turtles voices were weird. <laughs> yeah. All no. of them. 
And I feel like once again, I don't, I don't want to be insensitive in any way, but we had made those jokes about him having a TV TV So I think maybe they're trying to tell us he's autistic or something because he's always very weird and doesn't know mm. what to do usually. And usually he's the science guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he was definitely supposed to be a semi-autist, like on the spectrum kind of on nerdy dude. Yeah. Yeah, because we've said a few times, like, is there something wrong with Tom? And <laughs> he was the smart. One. Okay. Uh, all yeah. right. So yeah, uh, Jeremy Howard, who did Don- who uh, who played Donatello, he was in uh, Galaxy Quest. He played Kyle. I assume that was one of the fans. I think um, mm. he was in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, he looks he, like a who. Yeah, he had a bunch of uh, parts in. <laughs> He had a bunch of parts in a bunch of sitcoms and shows. He he played a dead nerd in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode Lessons. Hmm. Um, He he was one of the meth heads in Breaking Bad. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Sketchy. Skinny Pete or shit. He was one of the he was one of the people in like a crash pad. One one of the less one of the lesser meth heads, right? Not one of the main meth heads. Yeah. Sketchy was his nickname. (laughs) Yeah. He was in. Yeah, he was. Okay. He was one of Jesse's oh, yeah, hangers-on. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. He was a. Uh... Let's talk about Breaking Bad. I don't want. To... <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. So pardon me. Go ahead. He he apparently plays Vooch in the Netflix film Malibu Rescue. <laughs> Turner and Vooch. Oh Lord. Um. Let's see. So. Um. Alan Richson plays Raphael. Why did I say it weird? Raphael is not how you pronounce that. <laughs> plays Raphael. Um, Alan Richman. Let's see. Uh, he was Arthur Curry in Smallville. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I, I love this guy. There's a TV show called Blue Mountain State about a football team. It's mm-hmm. the stupidest show ever, but he is really funny in that show. Oh, I remember that show. I watched it. I forgot that existed. Yeah. Are we wow. talking about the stack guy? No, this is uh, this is um, uh, Raphael. Alan Richardson. Yeah, Raphael. Raphael. Yeah. Um, played a dude named Thad, which I fits. For- wow, I completely forgot about Blue Mountain he's, State. He's one of oh, the main guys in uh, the New Girl. That he's the guy from New Girl. Dude, wait, he's from New Girl. The blonde guy. He's the big buff blonde guy from New Girl. Big bluff mm. bond, blonde guy. I have like early seasons of the New Girl. I never watched it, but I, the only episodes I've ever seen were early, and it was with him in it. Wow, I don't remember him from New Girl. Um, huh? I do remember. And he him. played young Scully in Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's the oh, other place that, that is a hilarious right. episode. Oh yeah, of Brooklyn Nine right. Nine. I bl- I think it's the funniest one. Same. I series. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just I, so good. I think I know him best and most recently on Titans. He's um, Hawk. Oh, he's Hawk. Hank Hall. And okay, once I cool. I know once exactly. I realized that, I couldn't unhear his voice. Right. Uh, um, I yeah, I couldn't unhear his face from the voice. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't believe I forgot <laughs> about Blue to, He ceased to be Raphael for me. <laughs> <laughs> totally no evil. Uh, let's see, Noel. Yeah, fin- I like that guy. We got Noel Fisher as uh, Michelangelo. Um, oh, he's that dude from uh, Shameless. 
Hmm. Uh, he was in Shameless. He was he was <laughs> he played Vladimir, the fifteen hundred year old vampire in Twilight. <laughs> um, and oh, X Men Evolution. He plays Toad. Hmm. Hmm. He, he plays Brainiac he voices in the Justice Toad. League cartoon. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Oh, he was in Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> and Agent Cody Banks. Woo. <laughs> Agent Cody Banks could have taken care of this problem. <laughs> did the director did Battle Los Angeles? Yeah. He's in that too. Okay. Um, so, okay. So for um, Splinter... Danny Woodburn did the motion capture. Wow, that's the uh, that's a uh, um, Mickey from Seinfeld, the the little person. Oh. Frank, yeah, he did. And he, wasn't his voice? His voice was Tony Shalhoub. Splinter's Tony voice Shalhoub. was Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, that's right, I'm gonna interrupt again. I'm sorry, it's obnoxious, but on Thirty Rock, Jenna's like, <laughs> I want a Golden Globe and four time Tony Shalhoub sex partner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, and Tony Shalhoub, of course. I mean, Galaxy Quest, Barton Fink, Quick Change. Um, you know, Monk. Monk. He's yeah. Monk. Yeah. yeah, Monk. He is Monk. Yeah, <laughs> I am Monk. We are Monk. Megan Fox is April O'Neil. Um, so Megan Fox was very good in Jennifer's <laughs> Body. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked her in the, This Is 40, but I don't know. How oh, I forgot about This Is 40. Yeah, she was good in that. Um, I don't think she was the worst part of this movie by any stretch. She was not the no. worst part of this movie. She I was also not a good part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that she she detracted from the quality of this at all, nor did she improve it greatly. No. She's better than every Ninja Turtle voice. I'll put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Or Or previous April. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. think we've seen a good April on screen, honestly, including Megan Fox. I mean, yeah, I can. Agree I want with April that. to be a little more uh, Lois Lane, like Margot Kidder yeah. style Lois Lane, than we've ever seen her. So you want a reporter that seems like throwing a shit ton of benzos? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Just chain smoking the entire time. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck am I doing here? What the fuck am I doing here? It's fucking turtles. Uh, but I agree with you. There hasn't been a good one yet. And no. you're right. And there has there have been like investigative reportive reporting moments, but she's not all that great as an investigative reporter. No, she's not. Because she wasn't. Any any but let's not forget she went to journalism school. <laughs> the the upstairs. Yeah. She says that I went to journalism school for four years. She didn't even say like NYU or anything. No, like, she just no, says nothing. journalism school. That's like I went to reporter college. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I was an escort. <laughs> uh Will Arnett played Vern Fenwick, April's producer, cameraman. Um Will comic relief. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Will Arnett, we have covered previously, strangely enough, uh, on um, what was he in? He was in something where he played us like a straight man. Huh. Um, here, let me see. Will Arnett, we saw on this show. I mean, obviously, we're all familiar with Will Arnett. 
Job Bluth, most famously, I think. But um, we saw him on this show in... Um, what was it? It was it was not that long ago. Jonah Hex. Oh. oh okay. Yeah. Huh. So um yeah. He does he has not done a lot, but he has a particular sense of humor and it's it's quite good. I feel like when he's let off of the the rails to do whatever he feels like doing, uh-huh. um, like to improv a little bit, he is much better than he was in this. Him reading lines processed by some, you know, committee yes. was right. painful to watch. Yeah. Well, Makes me think of like the Batman movie. I'm sure a lot of that had to be run by people and he did a lot of takes of things. Right. But every moment in those movies is funny. This just everything fell flat for me. Yeah. The, fun, the funniest thing you see him do is put mustard and mozzarella cheese, like that powder or powdered Parmesan cheese on a sandwich and eat it. Yeah. That was, I watched that. And I was like, oh my God, that sandwich looks terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, William Fitchner played, um, uh, crap. What was his name? It was sax Stax, Stax, Stax. Stax. Yes, it was, uh, Eric sax, Eric sax. Uh, well, he's, he's a very famous character actor. Yeah. I remember him most of my life. Yeah. He's he was been in, the in dark Knight. Yeah, he was, he was in dark Knight, and he was badass. Yeah. He's like, the guy the with joking. the shotgun in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just, yeah. Like the, the the he, bank manager. He's blown away because somebody is robbing it. Period. But yeah, it's the Joker. Yeah, it's a great scene. And yeah, yeah, he's been in a good. In the counting. Yeah, he's been in a gazillion. Well, I guess I'm miscounted. <laughs> he's been in a gazillion things: Quiz Show, Strange Days, Heat, uh, Armageddon, uh, Go, Perfect Storm. Like just yeah, consummate character actor. Um, to- he plays a lot of um, character roles uh, like Chris Cooper. Yeah. Play, yeah. You know I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Um Tohoro Masu uh, Masumane. Mas Oh, I butchered that. Tohoro Masa Masamune. Masamun. I'm so sorry to everybody for saying that word. <laughs> for saying that name that way. Um he was in Inception. That's his big thing other than this. Um or was he? He played the uh the young version of the guy they hired of uh in Inception. Um you see him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a few times. He's a TV oh, yeah. actor and a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Oh, he does some voices in American Dad. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda, Legends of Awesomeness. He does a lot of voice work, it looks like, too. Yeah. I, I saw his. he was listed as uh, an Infinity Train cast member, which is kind of cool. It's a great animated show. Uh, and then, of course, EGOT winner Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> um. <laughs> just slumming it all over the place in this movie. Yeah, because their scenes are, are with Megan Fox. I don't know. Whoopi, Whoopi must have owed somebody money. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know this, but like Whoopi's uh, career started. She, um... <laughs> so FYI, um, Whoopi Goldberg was born Karen Johnson. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg was not the name she was born with. That's hilarious. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, uh-huh. Sorry. It's like 70s punk shit. Yeah. No, for sure. She uh, she dropped out of high school and um, she took her name 
She got the name Whoopi um, because she was doing a one-woman show. And apparently, this is what she says. When you're performing on stage, you never really have time to go into the bathroom and close the door. So if you get a little gassy, you got to let it go. So people used to say to me, you're like a whoopee cushion up there. <laughs> what? I always thought it was like a, an allusion to sex. No, no. It's because she used to fart on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. I Own that. Anything. Yeah. Um, and then she went with Goldberg. Yeah. She's like, they'll never. I'm going to meet Steven Spielberg at a bar mitzvah. Yeah, because she says she says that she feels she's Jewish. Which okay. I mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I cool. get that. I get that. Um, yeah, in the seventies, she became. I'm I'm going a little bit into Whoopi Goldberg's background because I feel like it's the most interesting part of this entire movie. But um, um, she moved to San Diego, um, where she got involved with avant-garde theater troupe, the Blake Street Hawkeyes. She started um, she started teaching comedy and acting classes. I don't know how because she was in her early twenties and had no background in it. But she somehow got a job teaching comedy and teaching theater. Dude, this is America. You put the right sign on a building and here they come. <laughs> right. One of her one of her uh, students in the early 80s was Courtney Love. Um, wow. <laughs> well, then she was a terrible teacher. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she moved back to New York and started doing an off-Broadway show um, where Mike Nichols found... Mike Nichols happened to be in the audience one night and he thought it was so good that he um, that he went backstage, introduced himself and got her um, onto Broadway during her one woman show, which then got put on HBO, which Steven Spielberg saw that her HBO special <laughs> and put her in the color purple, the color purple, yep. which and then the rest is history. The Goldberg Gambit paid off. Yeah, that's uh, another Spielberg. Steven Spielberg discovery. Mike Nichols and Steven Spielberg this time. Yeah, there's nothing malicious or weird about it, but his power is <laughs> remarkable. It really is. And also, so um, I don't know if you guys have watched uh, watched either of these, but Jumpin' Jack Flash and Bur- Burglar, where uh-huh. I had both of those on VHS and watched them repeatedly as a child. So that was like the Whoopi Goldberg that I like grew up knowing jumping Jack flash, well, which was Penny Marshall's first directorial debut. That's interesting. Huh. Um, early on, they still do, but very early on HBO always had comedy specials. It was like the place, like if you could get an HBO special. So I remember seeing her in that or doing that. Yeah. Do you guys um do do any of you remember the um Ted Danson or Whoopi Goldberg? Oh yes, the Ted Danson blackface. Yeah, so they were at Friars oh, Club Roast. Are you too young? Supposed yeah, I'm sorry, be- go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I just sorry. saw Brian's eyes get wide and I was like, Oh Brian, you might be too young to okay. have lived through that or right. remember living through it anyways. So unless they stage it otherwise, uh Friars Club roasts are private. You know, nobody's supposed to be allowed in unless you're a member, press included, but somebody was there with the camera. And Danson and Goldberg were actually dating at the time. And they built this whole bit and routine um, with blackface. 
And though Whoopi is black, she also was wearing the, have you seen Bamboozled? Spike Lee? Mm -hmm. You know, the minstrel show thing that fit into this bit for the roast they were doing in this private roast. Yeah, so Ted Bant dancing I'm not got defending blackface, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's how that went down. Ted Danson yeah. felt he was justified doing blackface. Ted Danson, who is a famously liberal man, um, was was a part of a bit in a Friars Club. I mean, right. you should listen to Jeff Ross tell stories of how disgusting they can be. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But Ted Danson felt he was justified doing blackface since the the African American woman he was dating said it was okay. Whether whether it's okay or not is not for me. <laughs> yeah. Just say. What year was this? Was this uh, like 93 or something? Uh, somewhere between like 89 and 93, somewhere in that period. Yeah, I don't know if it has to do with provision. I, well, yeah, I, yeah, but either way, Whoopi was in on it and he felt. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they were the roast masters. Yeah. So, so this was all a part of the routine they were. Yeah. yeah so but yeah anyway. there's that anyway <laughs> there's that it was a private ceremony <laughs> all right continuing on I, that's, yeah it was uh, a weird part of history yeah it was so that's that's pretty much our uh our uh production here this has 21 percent on rotten tomatoes um and uh that's about it guys are you ready to jump into the movie Cowbunga. Let's play back back. <laughs> back back? Isn't that what they call it at the end? That's buck buck buck. Buck buck. Oh, buck buck. Which was a genius little plan, but yes, damn. Buck buck. Can, kick in the buckets. can we oh. talk about the uh video with the cat playing chopsticks with chopsticks? Yeah, that was keyboard yeah, cat, wasn't it? In, yeah, I love that clip. Was that actually instead of this whole movie? Was that can we just talk about was that was that was that actual keyboard cat? I felt like keyboard cat didn't do multiple videos. I thought they just showed the same one over and over. Or did someone they maybe CGI chops like chopsticks? Oh yeah, playing chopsticks. Yeah, I don't know if that is the original. Yeah, I no, don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't original. think that was original keyboard cat. All right, but it does start off. Oh with... yeah, that's right. Because original keyboard cat is actually a video from like the eighties. I forgot. Yeah. Anyways, um, Keyboard Cat was dead by the time he got famous. <laughs> Just FYI, internet. Viral videos. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, here we go, everybody. This is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We open with an animated sequence and the most unnecessary voiceover I have ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um... Splinter explains to the turtles that the Foot Clan exists and they're bad. Uh, we, uh, this should have been used to introduce their origins and get that shit out of the way. Yes, if they like were going to the do original it. movie, that's the way it should have been done. If they yeah. were, if they were gonna do an animated like voiceover beginning, yeah, do it to introduce their origins. Instead, yeah. they do it to say, tell us that there is the Foot Clan and they are bad. That's all yeah. it accomplishes. The only thing. Which we, yeah. will, we will figure out during the movie. Because immediately uh. afterwards, immediately afterwards, we cut to April O'Neil interviewing a guy talking about the Foot Clan and how bad they are and all the stuff they're stealing. Yeah. Reeking <laughs> yeah. 
this is a great time for I've raised you since you were in a terrarium. Yes. Period. Yes. Um, So, all right. Uh, We cut to April O'Neil, intrepid reporter. She's investigating science thievery down at the docks. (laughs) Science thievery. Down at the docks. Why is so much? Why is it always down at the docks? Yeah. What? Even Catwoman had to bring the plans, the architectural plans she had. (laughs) To the waterfront. Every movie's at the motherfucking docks. I've never been at the docks in my life. Or an abandoned factory. Yeah. I, I will say we get a joke that kind of points at this later on in the movie from Will mm. Arnett mm. at the very end. I figured mm. you're the kind of girl who wanted to meet under a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're kind of, yeah, thumbing their nose at the idea that this is where everything happens, but so dumb. Yeah. So, yeah. It he is. says a few toxic things that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. Vern wasn't all cool in this, which by the way, that's Will Arnett's name in this Vern. Vern, yeah. Uh he wants them to concentrate on the puff pieces they've been assigned to do. There's the whole trampoline thing. Which okay. She calls them froth pieces. Yes, because he says it's like the froth, the foam on a latte. Yeah. Uh, yes. I just get real Santorum vibes whenever somebody uses the word Ooh, frog. Oh, yeah. Anyways, not to take y'all back to 2012, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I would point out that everybody at this point is wearing a light jacket, and it is the first day of spring. Just keep that in mind as we proceed through this film. It's the first day of spring, not a cloud in sight. Light jackets. I mean, sure, sure. That would put it in March in New York, so it's probably a little chilly, a little cool. It is light jacket weather, though. (laughs) So she does continue to follow leads, though, on her bicycle. (laughs) No subway or taxi cabs for this reporter. (laughs) It's Spider-Man's New York. There are no, there's nothing that is like, like, regular people stuff no 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 there is not motorbikes on sidewalks yeah and you don't own a bike because it'll get stolen and also crowds of people continue to congregate underneath very dangerous events happening at the tops of buildings throughout this film maybe if you wrote a decent story you'd get a, you'd get a motorbike <laughs> yeah exactly well you'll notice that crowd all those people all white people that's yes. some white people shit. Let's just stand under this building as it collapses. Uh, so, all right. She uh, follows leads. She ends up at. She ends up back down at the docks again. She witnesses an unseen hero or heroes stop the Foot Clan from stealing some scientific stuff. She doesn't see the vigilante, but she does get a picture of what she calls an ancient Japanese symbol, also known as. Japanese writing. Yeah. Like, that's just their words. It's not like, like. And everything's ancient. Yeah. Well, I mean, she writes in the newspaper using an ancient Arabic type. Exactly. Thing, so. We're using ancient Arabic symbols every day. That doesn't. All right. Um, so she goes home and tells her roommate about it all. The roommate. Whatever. Who is Abby Elliott, by the way? Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot to mention her in our cast. Um, I forgot she existed a lot. Um, huh. As a character, I mean. Um, 
Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh yeah, we get two scenes with her. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even get we only got two, didn't we? We didn't get a three beat on that character. I felt like we should have gotten oh, yeah. a three beat. Um, she should have been yeah. moving out when she got home or something. Yeah. She uh she ended up moving in with Karai when she left the movie. <laughs> They ran away together in that helicopter. Yeah. Time to go. Uh, So the next day she goes to try to tell her boss about what happened the night before, but her boss doesn't think she has a story because she doesn't have a story. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) um, then we cut to the Foot Clan. Shredder. Oh, we see Taryn Killam. We see an SNL cast member. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. Cameo as one of the, the newspaper employees. Yeah. 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 Uh, we cut to the Foot Clan. Shredder's angry that the operation down at the docks was unsuccessful. He orders his lieutenant, what's her face, to go capture the vigilante using hostages as bait. Crud. Or yeah. Karai. Yeah, Karai. That night, April goes to see Eric Stax, her father's old scientist partner, at a gala event. We, we've got our fancy dress ball. Yep, sure do. They have a brief talk. Um, then on the way home, April sees a hubbub. <laughs> a, 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 <laughs> to do. Yes, some, some, uh, some, 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 some goings on. Uh, sh- she finds the Foot Clan holding hostages down in the uh, subway. She she goes down there herself. So she was at, oh, wait, did we get to the subway already? I'm sorry. Yeah, we just got to the subway. I think we just did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was just in the streets. She sees the hubbub, goes down to the subway. We see that the turtles are monitoring the situation. The introduction of the turtles is weird because we know it's the fucking turtles, but they're acting like it's a big reveal that they're the turtles. Like They, They did this in the first movie, too. Where you get them in the shadows kicking the hell out of people. Yeah, I guess I I feel like it's less for us and more for the characters in the movie. It is. So that there is a mystery to unfold. And I suppose the reveal is the character's design more than to the us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Good point. So it was like uh, it was like a horror movie. Once we finally saw it, we were we were shocked. (laughs) Yes. Shocked and appalled. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they showed them a little bit in the uh, the animated intro. Yeah. Which, apart from being totally unnecessary, I thought looked really cool. Yeah, it did. It, the animation oh, looked yeah. nice. It was totally fine. And um, when I first saw this, like I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, all right, good, good start. Yeah. Um. So, all right. They, That's where it ended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they arrive, they fight the Foot Clan, they defeat them and disappear. April follows them up a fire escape where she meets the turtles. I was disappointed that this shredder didn't run a boys and girls club. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, It needs to be more community oriented. I think so, because he can't figure out what else he's doing. What? Yeah. Yes. What is he Arcade doing? to get those numbers up through the roof. What exactly is his motivation in this right, movie? Because it's not, it's not revenge with Splinter like in other movies, right? Yeah. It's literally world domination. But, but he, first. He's skipping no, all the really? steps. But f- yeah, yeah. World domination? Like, but like. Yeah. 
just it seems like just New York initially. He's well, he's going to hold New York hostage so that the world will do his bidding. That was that was um, Stark's plan. That's Bane. That's what Bane does. Oh no! Well, because Shake, Shake, Shack, 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 He is he is a lieutenant of Shredder, and they don't yeah. explain how that happened. Right, but there's but, a. Oh, well, they do. Oh, he says he was his, his adopted son from Japan. That's right. Money. Yeah, he was raised yeah. by Shredder. <laughs> raised by Shredder. And he becomes a scientist. But and he's like, we're good. but at the end he's like, we're gonna make so much money. So it's like yeah. money is what you're after. You already live in this giant mansion in this huge estate. Uh, you clearly have a ton yeah. of it. The tallest yeah. building in town with the tallest fire. Like what yeah. what is this dude? Like, what is anybody doing in this movie? <laughs> It would have been interesting for him to be a villain who was like, oh, I'm just serving my master. I would have much preferred that to I serve one master money. Yeah. And and to be raised by this weird guy. (laughs) Shredder's all, I hate new math. This is bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, Andrew pointed out he said he's going to make New York. Sorry. It was probably one of the other scenes, but um, did they show that Shredder learned Kung Fu from a book? Has that happened yet? No, Splinter? Not yet. Splinter, yeah. Not yet, not yet. Okay, all right. So, But yeah, Andrew pointed out that he said he was going to make New York City a quarantine zone. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, that, that works well. <laughs> yeah. Pick up some pangolins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so um, yeah, she meets the turtles, she passes out, they when she wakes up, they say they erased the pictures and they warn her not to tell anyone about them. And then they run away. She does, I would point out, take another picture of them running away. She gets a yeah. fairly clear picture of them. I love this moment. I This is my favorite moment, I think, of the entire film. Absolutely. Was her catching them, high-fiving, and they all freeze. That is a really yeah. funny bit. It was. The, this rooftop scene was, I thought, the best scene in the movie. Yeah. Despite the fact that Michelangelo says, "When she's making my shell tight," eee. yeah, Michelangelo and the sexual tension in his mind is a weird bit. That means so, he got a boner. No, yeah. no, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I know what it literally means, but what a weird thing! Like you're making my shell tight. That, so, so I had said this before. He, before he we said, started. I can feel my shell tightening. It's gross. Not, you're making my shell tightening. Right, right. right. It's um, right, right. it's gross either way. It's still gross. Right. Yeah. There there are only a handful of moments in this movie that make sense with, thematically for the Ninja Turtles. This is number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the one where I'm like, oh, you could put this in any Ninja Turtle movie and it would be perfect. Yeah. It put it in a cartoon. Perfect. Yeah. It was totally right. fine. Totally. Um, Even them being kind of weird, like we're gonna yeah. we we're gonna follow you, we'll find you. Sorry, that was creepy. Like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah all of that great. is fine. And like, oh, he's doing the Batman voice. Like, all of that, sure, that was all fine. Yeah. It was funny. It was yeah. light. It was felt Ninja Turtley. Um, so I just was wondering, have any of you guys seen a turtle penis? <laughs> not in particular. It's not intentionally. So I've been yeah, a lot of just just FYI, mm. they generally kind of are shaped like a stingray. On the end of a big floppy stick. That huh. makes sense. It has to get it up under a tail and a shell. They're yeah. fucking gross as fuck. And that's all I could picture when and that's, Michelangelo and that's said coming that. From us. 
who have spent many notice? years talking about dick ducks. Duck dicks. Yes. Duck dicks. Dick ducks. <laughs> um, in the pet store when they had the boners, did you notice they tightened up a lot? <laughs> the shell? Is that a thing they do? <laughs> <laughs> they kind of unfurl. They come out of the back of the shell and unfurl underneath them. Kind of. Well, there's, I mean, there's a few different kinds depending on the species of turtle, but some of them are like stingray shaped. Some of them are like a barbell, <laughs> like a one, like with just the end is like a big bar. Like they're gross. They're gross. Like they're real gross. My dog is that thing hooked up in there so that it doesn't, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's so that they can not, the female of turtle cannot get away from them. I, I grew yeah, up yeah. in the desert. I know all of that. I was wondering if they got super tight. Oh. <laughs> oh, Do so. So you got you got you got turtle knowledge. Do male turtles have a curve <laughs> inside their shell so they can mount a female turtle? Because I know tortoises. That's how you can mm. kind of identify the gender. Yeah, well, I um, I believe so. Yeah, they're they're like yeah, it's it's curved Ooh. a bit. Um, yeah, it's well, tortoises. Yeah, well, and let's be fair. These they they are more. Well, no, they were in the water. They were turtles in the flashback. We never see them in the water ever again, though. Yeah. yeah. But they're, teen, they're teens, so they're still developing. Well, here's the thing. Technically, Splinter's also a teen. Yeah, I know. Which was... What well, a- in the lore, he was the first experiment. Because you move from lab rat to something more... He was also an adult rat, and they were baby turtles. Okay, mm. I okay, but also an adult rat is still only like two years old. Well, and and a rat but, ages much faster than a turtle does. So I can I can see that is true. And, been, and they're teenage, so it's been about fifteen years. That's right? true. Okay, years. okay, that's fair. That's fair. That kind of answers my question of why he he's was so much older than they were. That's why he's an elderly rat at this point. Okay, <laughs> all right, because he's aging in rat years and they're aging in turtle years. Okay, <laughs> it's rat science throw. Come on, man. You you ran a pet store. You should know these I things. I should know how that works. All right, so um, she goes home. She digs up some old videos. She remembers Project Renaissance. Her father was the scientist who made the fucking turtles. Okay, Spider-Man, anyone? <laughs> Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2? Did she have mm-hmm. the tokens for the subway s- station? Yeah. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, for the secret one. This okay, made so me so irrationally about- angry. We haven't really gotten into this yet, but I am, st- I am cracking this nut right now. This movie is two things. It is the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and what was the second Batman? The, uh, uh, or the third Man. Batman, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. It is uh, both of those things squeezed into one i think it's the uh, first amazing spider-man right with kirk connors and oh well yeah Iron kind of the serum it, it, it oh is. it is the first one is with the lizard you're it's right you're right yeah. yeah 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 it's I, a, those movies are a mess and i mush them together in my brain yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean a, it's okay but like how like april o'neill was behind the turtles she saved the turtles and now she's investigating them what yeah new york is really small it is a really (laughs) small place you know and if you leave some animals in the sewer they'll stay there yes and you'll stay there and you'll run into each other from time to time 15 years down the line 15 years later yeah conveniently Mm -hmm. in time for this plot to unfold ah all right so yeah there's all that. Meanwhile, the turtles arrive home in the sewer. Splinter's mad that they went above ground. 
They refuse to tell him what happened up there. Next morning, April tells Whoopi Goldberg about the turtles. Whoopi Goldberg thinks she's crazy and fires her. I love Whoopi Goldberg's firing of her. Yes. Yeah, me too. I love Megan Fox's delivery of the story. She seems completely unhinged, but yeah. we know that she's not. And it's like, yeah, of course, no one's going to believe that story. Right. right. And I like the ending. Oh, yeah. And they're turtles. Or, and they're ninjas. Oh, and they're ninjas. Yeah. yeah. And they're ninjas. Like, at this point, this movie, uh, it could have gotten a lot brighter. We could have gotten into some really fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of the, like, the door falls behind that, and then we move into the dark murkiness. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and okay. Um, so the one really nice, the one thing I can say about this movie, uh, the nice thing I can say is that the effects looked pretty good. Like the CGI didn't seem especially dated. It seemed fine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There was no uncanny valley, even though they gave them human faces. The noses them. and everything was like, oh, something but about the right. noses. It, it looked good. Animated. Was. Yeah. Character design was more the issue than yeah. the CGI itself. Yeah, the effects like, were fine. Yeah. They, whoever did the effects were fine. I'm sure it was an amalgamation I mean, of several that studios. All their shells were different. Yeah, as they would as they would be. But yeah, yeah. And they all had the the same paint on them from when they were little baby turtles, just right. darkened because it had stretched and the pigment was farther apart. I was like, oh, okay, I yeah. can buy that. Sure. Yep. Yeah, that was all fine. Um. But did anyone else find all of the action sequences super boring? Like I'm thinking yes. of the 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 I'm thinking of the trucks going down the hill later on, especially. Oh, that, yeah, and, we have to and, specifically talk about that. And like, um, yeah, I agree. And they were hard to. I don't mean follow as in an information way. Like they were moving so fast and so much that I couldn't get a fix on it, anything. It, it had that Michael Bay transformers thing where it's just an explosion of CGI going every which way. And you don't get a sense of the spatial, um, uh, relationship of anything. There's too right. much visual information for your brain to place things in three. Yeah. And exactly. it's, it's, yeah. Like every single shot was spinning around people or cutting in a second and a half, spinning and right. cutting and flashing. And like, it was and just non. The entire movie felt like one long montage. Like it was just go, go, yeah. go, go. Some fight scenes, fight scenes. Yeah. Um, and like Mortal Kombat style. Combat. Yeah. Yes. Right, right. Absolutely. The one on one spinning around. Uh huh. Yeah. Slamming down. Finish him. Uh, I was waiting for. Yeah. Lots of opponents waiting to fight one person. Yes. Yeah. Instead yeah, of there are four of them, we should gang up on all of them, all like two at a time, four at a time. They finally figure that out. Yeah. yeah. So I love that their secret headquarters castle has doors that. Just you, know, you go to Home Depot right now and get stronger doors than this castle. I know. <laughs> Will, Fer- or Will, what's his name? Just Barnett. Yeah, place. yeah. So all right. So April and Vin- and uh, Vern go to um, Eric's estate, or what is this? Yeah, the dude's estate um, to talk to him about her father's old experiments. Meanwhile, Splinter finally gets the turtles to tell him about the night before. Splinter tells them that April's in danger, and he tells the turtles to go find her and bring her to him. Do do we see the book at this point? 
The oh, the, the ninja book. Not yet. Okay. Is and also is this the moment where we see them with the the like the patience ex, uh, thing where he makes them all do a thing as punishment? Oh, oh yes. The, yes. The yeah. Kashi. Yeah. This is my second moment where I went. Oh, Ninja <laughs> yeah. Turtles, man, and he teases them with pizza, and Splinter is kind of he, clever. He's got them doing weird things, like Raphael's knitting a sweater, yeah, you know, yeah. while balancing yeah. Um, the ninety-nine cheese pizza made by Pizza Hut. Yes, <laughs> yes. This this to me was a testament to the quality of the CGI too, because each of these things looked like a an, a creature doing the thing. It didn't look like mm-hmm. a thing happening in on flat surface, you know, like a 3D animation yeah. happening on a, on a screen. It looked like they were living in the the sewer doing these stupid acts. Absolutely. I re- yeah, I, I, it was very good CGI. Absolutely. Um, so, all right. Um, at Eric's estate, she confides in him about her discovery. Sax, that's his last name. Sax believes her. He reveals that he and April's father had been exper- experimenting on a mutagen... Is mutagen a real word, Science Al? I believe it is. I think okay. so. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he what does he he like quotes to her? He like fucking quotes Elton John or something. He's like, "Don't let the sun go down on you," or oh, some Jesus. some cheesy like uplifting thing. And she's like, "He's such a great dude. He knew my dad." He was like, "Butterflies are free to fly, <laughs> so fly." Yeah, away. literally. Like, it, it it was so badly written for her character to be uh, like. Yeah, I'm a journalist, but I'll believe everything you say, nice man. Well, Thank you for le- speaking with me. And to point out, maybe they made it clear, I don't know, but he wasn't working on a mutagen. <laughs> he was working on an antidote to that mutagen yeah. so they well, could do the blackmail. No, no, the mutagen was the antidote. <laughs> they were just going to release, like, I don't know, but one, something one bad? One canister was red and one canister was green. Yeah, the red was the bad, and the green was the mutagen, which was good. Right, which so would that's my you, point. Yes. They, they were making the bad shit as well as the good shit. In fact, the good shit to stop the bad shit. Right? Yeah, but exactly. I, yeah. I, think, I think that the Foot Clan in secret was making the red stuff. I don't know if they were making that in the lab with the turtles. Yeah. I thought that was turtles' blood. Hmm. I don't know. Whatever it was that they were going to spray all over everybody <laughs> in New York <laughs> yeah. was bad. Like, like, <laughs> like, like Homelander at the end of season two. They were okay. going to spray it all over New York. Yeah, so we, the lizard had the same plan. We have so many questions. And yeah, this is the lizard's, yes. the lizard's plan. Also, this is also Bane's plan. We're going to put poison in the water and vaporize it and everyone's going to drink it. Um, she, as a child, saved the Ninja Turtles from the lab when it burned to the ground. Yes. Uh-huh. Her yeah. father worked with Dr. Sack. There we go. Yeah. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Sack. And she, A, doesn't remember this man. B, doesn't remember that the lab burned to the ground in like a... Or that there were turtles. Like, in the beginning, she catches glimpses and she's like, what? I have, Did she have, have anything head to trauma? do with my I have so many questions about experience. the lab burning down. So like, does she have a brain many. tumor? What is happening with April O'Neil? She right. cannot remember anything. Nothing. Pre... They even jumping on the, the trampoline at the beginning of the movie. They have the matching colors that were painted on the back when she first saw them. So it's not even like that happened later and she doesn't recognize them. Like, 
Those are the dots of paint her or her dad put them. But also, so, all right, we'll, we'll get to because we, all right. Yeah, yeah, where are we narrative Yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, all right. So They're leaving sacks. She's le- she, she, he gives them, he gives her a business card when she leaves. That's a plot point. Um, so at home that night, Donatello hacks her laptop and arranges a meeting. They meet her and take her to meet Splinter. Splinter explains, this is, this is where he explains all about the lab fire. So this lab fire, Al, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, I noticed that when she re-meets Splinter, when she sees the the mutant splinter for the first time, um, she doesn't faint. No. In all the other turtle movies, it was always the side of splinter that yeah. made everybody freak out. Mm, it's like, yeah. turtle's fine. Oh, my God, look at that giant rat. Yeah. I was going to say, it's New York City. Well, yeah. So at this point, they're, you know, that that's a typically sized rat. <laughs> yeah, she kicks one of those things off the subway platform every couple of days. <laughs> every yeah. single day. Yeah. So, all right. So she... um. That's a good point. Yeah, she's totally fine with him. So, yeah. All right. So we see, he explains that uh, April saved them all from the fire which her father purposefully set to destroy uh, Sack's work because he was a bad scientist doing bad stuff. So, but here's the thing. Why was she in the lab when her father set this fire? He needed a witness and he needed another body to show show that it was an accident. Did he mean to kill his kid? Right. You're right. Not just that night ever. It's a science lab. You know, and I don't know how strict it is, but like if you work at Texas Instruments, you have to go through this like sanitation thing and wear gloves. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to bring your 13 year old daughter to the science lab. <laughs> to the genetic science lab. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was like, uh, um, I don't know, Alamogordo or whatever, the Manhattan Project in New Mexico where the whole family had to move to the, but, to the yeah. science base. But also, yeah. but no, they were in New York. They were, and also, also, well, yeah, she was so, in the building. She was right there to save the turtles when they, he set the fire. They lived there. They lived in the building. So they, okay, they had the flat just upstairs. This is a high rise with, with a mini fridge. This <laughs> they lived above the ceiling tiles in the bathroom. Um, a, a so this plate. is a high rise with a. Very sophisticated fire suppression system. It's not Trump Tower. I mean, it's got like a, it is a science lab. This has real fire suppression gear in there. You could ignite a gigantic fire and it would put it out. I was going to say, yeah, it would spray CO2. It wouldn't be water. Yeah. Yeah. We see fire and nothing happens. Yes. Yeah. No backup alarms, no nothing. This is important research. It's just fire. And also, save yeah. And okay, so, all right. I was going to say, these. Bur- what burns in a science lab? I'm sorry, throw Andrea makes a great point, too. She runs yeah. into the lab to save the animals, but not her dad. Yeah. Yeah, Thoreau mentioned that earlier. Like, she doesn't even think about him. But yeah, but also, like, she. All right, so she. Well, she she re- can't carry four turtles, a rat, and her dad at the same time. It's true. It's too heavy. Also, we find so out that Sax shot her dad. Where was she when he was shooting the dad? Because she was there to get the turtles and rat. Okay. Did he shoot him after the fire had gone out? Because he was engulfed in flames. 
I don't this man know. Was, her father was on fire. He was like a man in one of those fire suits. Like it wasn't yes. like he wasn't like he wasn't like smoke inhalation. Oh my god! Like we saw right. his body on fire. So he, he set him. He wasn't just partying around the fire. But he set himself on fire. He didn't light the lab and run away. He lit the lab on fire and just stayed there and burnt. Okay. I I think he accidentally set himself on fire and intentionally <laughs> set the lab on fire. He's like, oh shit. Well, <laughs> He's I'm gonna really die anyway. Feet. I thought some of this would make a little more feet. sense when we talked about it, but it's only getting worse. <laughs> Yep. Worse. Feeling but, that onion. And also, I know, I know there's paperwork and, and I know there are plastics that are light enough, but like what burns in a science lab? It just, Alcohol. every science lab is just engulfed in like every piece of machinery. Just, whoosh, just goes up. Yeah. Everything's gone. Okay. So here's the other question. Did right. she have a mom? <laughs> I, I assume that her mother was raising her still. I don't think she was an orphan. It would have been nice if we'd seen the mom just, and she was like, mom, do you remember when that fire happened with dad? <laughs> like just something. Right. And she's like, I do remember. Cause you saved fucking turtles and, and not your father. And not your well, father. and it would have been a great moment for her to say like, Oh, I never told you, but I he did that. get shot also. <laughs> so we never figured out like, who did it. <laughs> the police asked me a bunch of questions about how your father got shot in a fire. <laughs> like, and like, his you know partner Eric Sachs was missing a bullet from his gun, but he said that it was someone else, and they ran away like, with some turtles. Yeah. If you shoot a human being and you leave the body and the bullet, maybe the maybe the fire was so hot it melted the slug. Like I've seen enough crime procedurals, they could be like, "Oh, dude, the rifling on this matches the handgun that's registered to this person. You're oh. the prime suspect because you're the only human being who has a key to the fucking lab." Like, huh. do you have yeah. any handguns registered in your name, Mr. Sachs? <laughs> no, I, I have a license for fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I had a ca- I had a box of ammunition that must have accidentally gone off during that lab fire. So, all right. So then we discover that Sachs is in league with Shredder. They're going to use. Who we don't know who is. Yeah, no, who is his dad? Oh, why? Yeah, his adopted father, Shredder. <laughs> right. When did he immigrate to the United States? Why is why? he in the United States? Why is he the like? What is what is I, he doing? I don't think he's there legally. Yeah, or does well, Shredder have dual citizenship? He, he snuck <laughs> in through the docks. Oh, he just raised the kid. He didn't adopt him. <laughs> but like, also, how did this white dude end up growing up in Japan, <laughs> being adopted by Shredder? And then becoming a multi-billionaire businessman. And in also, New York City. yeah, and also this guy is like fifty years old. Shredder's like. 30. Is it like in the? Is it in like in the de- uh, Departed, where Jack Nicholson pays to send uh, what's his name to co- to the police academy so that he could be? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Matt Damon. Tool? Yeah, yeah, Matt Damon. That, right. That he might, never wanted to be a cop. Nicholson made him be a cop, yeah. so he would have a cop. That might be, but like also Shredder's like 35 years old and this dude's like 50. <laughs> no, I agree. This, the heavy scarring just makes him look like he's an old man. That was the, they were like, ah, yeah. don't worry about it. And that, old burn scars that, or whatever. That small little white orphan walking the streets of Tokyo just grabbed his heart. He adopted. He seems evil. Yeah. And no, no, small 30 year old man. He adopted Sax when Sax was, was, was four, was 35. It's like yeah. Batman and Robin. Yeah, he's like 19 and 
Sax is 35. He's yeah, like, it's I'm like gonna Robin adopt. adopting Batman. <laughs> right. We're already kind of running a lot of things. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, all right. All right. Um, so yeah, this is also where he explains to them that they have no connection to ninjutsu. He teaches them ninjutsu because he happens to find a book about it. He found a book in the sewer about ninjutsu. And so they became ninja masters training in the sewer before they took over right. the little sewer place? Was that was like they previously used? Down. Was, was that Shredder's book that got lost? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, he's, he's a fighter. He, mis- he misplaced it in the park and it ended up in the sewer. Happy yeah, well, maybe that's the why they're equally matched. Happy fucking accident that they learned ninjutsu. Otherwise, how would they have fought Shredder? Right. And then but, they make it so that like um, Splinter, that's why you know it feels like he's so much older. Because it seems like he's been studying ninjutsu for years and years and years, and you know was once such a powerful warrior. Well, he, he, taught taught him, himself. he taught himself kung fu, and then he taught those four turtles. He was. So, and he then was, there's Shredder over here for some reason, and he's equally matched all these people as if he had read the same book. <laughs> Shredder also learned ninjutsu five years earlier from a book he found in the sewer. <laughs> For more information on Kung Fu, consult your local library. So, if I remember Turtle's lore correctly, um, Splinter was the pet rat of Master Yoshi. Yes. Yeah. Um, who was killed by Shredder. Yeah, uh, right. Prior to being killed, um, while just a rat in his uh-huh. cage, um, <laughs> would mimic the movements of yeah, his exactly. of his master. Yes. Yep. Before he got any mutagen on him <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. So That's he's just problem. a regular rat like doing right. ninja moves in his cage, probably crude. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he's not registered for the class officially. Um that kept popping into my mind especially when the book magically appeared in the sewer. They could and put a kung fu like dojo across, or a ninjutsu dojo across the sewer grate from where they were watching or something. Any like training. They, other than yeah. I found a book. What if they found, found a, a book, book on Pilates <laughs> and they were and like, like exercise said, masters <laughs> or capoeira, <laughs> or like, like tap dancing, right? Anything. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, what if it was a different... Or like a cookbook. They're like, oh, I don't know. We got really good at making breakfast, but yeah, uh, I never learned how to book. fight. And Al's right. You know, he hasn't been mutated yet, so it's weird that the rat is so, you know, aware. But even that in this movie would have not only been made sense, but been satisfied. Like, that explains it, that he observed a true master. Yes. For years and years and years and years. But instead, but he's able. And I could read a book on plumbing right now, and, I, and that doesn't mean right. I'm a fucking plumber. Experience is much more than reading a book. Absolutely, like, yeah. so much more, so much more. Who's he fought? Who's so, he ever fought? He lives in the sh- shadows yeah. of the sewer. Does, no, does he fight like dogs or something? Splinter has like, never fought rats? anybody when he faces off against Shredder. Of course, he That's lost. True. He also tells them, "Don't go anywhere." They've never fought anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. I didn't even consider that. That like them sneaking out. Like that makes sense 
but without Splinter being actually trained. It's just a bunch of like mall ninjas. Yeah. yeah. You know, the most disappointing. Also, where did they get their weapons? Right. Yeah. The, Who made somebody those? flushed them down the sewer. Yep. Flushed them down the toilet. The most disappointing. Splinter gave them the weapons. You see him ceremoniously hand him, hand each one of them their weapon. Right, but where did these come from? Did he buy them? Did he go into a store and like, hello, I am not a rat. I have a terrible deformity. I'd like to buy some ninja weapons, please. Like, you don't want a gun? Look at you. You should get a gun, I am not a rat. (laughs) I am normal human, Master Splinter. Master, eh? Master of what? Of what? And their, yeah, their weapons, speaking of, seemed to be made of adamantium or uh, so, vibranium. Do you know something. what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So wait, so this is the point. This is the point where Splinter or where Shredder gets a robot suit. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Well, that Shaq, Sax, made for him. Yes. I was thinking Shaq could yeah. steal, like uh, Shaquille O'Neal but made like, the steel suit. He's not like a robotics thing. engineer. He he was working on he's like viruses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. also, what the fuck is this robot suit? We'll get there. But like, I get it. It's Darth Vader. Shredder is Darth Vader. It right. makes sense. But in this movie... What yeah. the fuck is this robot? Is what is this? Gonna, no, is we're kind of there because he gets for the rest of his life. Right? Yeah. This, this is beyond prosthetic. Like, oh, you're having a hard time getting around. I love you, dad. I made you a suit because I am a billionaire. Cool. Yeah. It's like, no, this thing has magnetic swords that like loop de loop that you can shoot, mm-hmm. recall back to you. But also, yeah. like, why did he make this suit for Shredder? Who was Shredder fighting that required After, this yeah. suit prior to the turtles? If their plan worked, what does he need that suit for? But yeah. also, also this plan was uh, was was um, like put on hold for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe yeah. this was like a side project. He's like, you know, while we wait, I'd really love a robot suit. I don't know if I ever told you that was a dream of mine. When I get to that, yeah. So all right, did all right. we already did we already to- totally go over that ice? No, 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 no. We, we're not anywhere close. No, okay, okay. So, okay. so all right, all right. So he gets the robot suit, and they go, they track the turtles down through the business card. The business card had a tracking device in it. They, That's right. They go, they find the turtles in the sewer, and they attack the turtles. Shredder fights Splinter, and this is like the Mortal Kombat scene Al was kind of talking about. Um, one the of first them, one. the first one, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Splinter and Shredder fight. Um, and then they take three of the turtles, uh, Raphael and April stay behind. Splinter is injured. <laughs> uh, okay. Raphael was dodging swords that are being shot rapid fire at him. Yeah. 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 Like, like it's like dodging like the, the round, the pellets in a shotgun blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And also, there's a point where they get shot point blank in the chest and they're fine. I guess their shells are bulletproof. Even the breast plates. Um, so, all right. So, uh, splinters mortally wounded. He's just hanging on. He tells April and Raphael to save the turtles. Donatello has a tracker on him. So they know that they're at Sax's estate. 
his estate. Oh, real, real quick. Um, Splinter wasn't bleeding, was he? I didn't see any blood because the uh, final blow was like a really hard punch to the chest, and he yeah. and Shredder didn't stab him. No, he yeah, just, just punched, just him. punched him. Mult- the, well, and he, okay. he How says to know that rat. He says to them, "Drop your weapons, or the old man gets it." And then he punches him. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't he just kill him? Here's like, another. I don't understand. He, I get he it. Needed, it's a kids' movie, and for needed the plot. them to. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm running through my unanswered questions early, but how the fuck did Splinter know who Shredder was? He explains, exactly he I mean. explains to them who Shredder is, but he had no yeah. history with Shredder. How did he right. know Shredder even existed? How did Maybe Shredder know Splinter did? Yeah. The book, he found another book. The book was <laughs> titled Where to Find the Turtle. <laughs> right. It's like New York Ninjutsu, class of 1963. But Splinter explains Shredder's Shredder and uh, like Spooky Mag- whatever the dude's name is the Shack Shack Shaquille O'Neal I don't know. Um, he explains he, their entire history. How does Splinter know that? He found um, another book entitled "Evil Evil Ninja Masters Currently Residing in New York City." Yes. Yeah. It was. It was actually a book inside <laughs> that book. It was a small pamphlet that was just yeah. in there. And there was another one that said, yes, you might see a talking rat. <laughs> that that Shredder was reading. Yeah. So, all right. So Splinter, uh, yeah, he's dying. We yada yada. They go to find the turtles um, where Stack Sack is uh, collecting turtle blood to harvest the mutagen. <laughs> it's funny because it's such a simple word. But yeah, yeah. None of us can get Stack out. His yes. name should Sex. have been. His name should have been something else. His yes. name should have been Doctor Gregory or something. 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 This is a bad um, name. Okay, so we're now with Doctor uh, Paper Bag, um, and he is <laughs> explaining to the cl- the Foot Clan, the goons, what they're doing with the turtles. Mm-hmm. He is not telling. He's not briefing the scientists. He is no. talking to goons. Yeah, we're going right. to take their blood, and we're going to do all this scientific stuff with it. And the goons are like, cool. Uh, yeah. Why are you telling us this? We should be out there watching the door. Like, <laughs> Right, the door. You know there's two in the back going, do you even care about this shit? No. Yeah. I feel like, I'm here for the, the dental plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Lisa exactly. needs braces. Um, they have an arcade. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I showed up at the Boys and Girls <laughs> Club and they got me this job. <laughs> Safety first. And friendship. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. Um, April, Raphael, and Will Arnett head <laughs> to Saks Estate. They burst okay. in. She is just in this movie. She does nothing but move the plot forward and be a sexed pot, basically. Yeah, absolutely. She That's calls all. him to, I need you to pick me up and take me to this guy's place. And he's like, cool, baby. I'll meet you there. Let me finish this sandwich. Oh yeah, Parmesan cheese and mustard. The Parmesan and mustard sandwich on white bread. She's hanging out the window taking pictures, and he—they show two different shots of her ass. A close-up of her ass. Yes, you what? I was just gonna say a close-up of her ass. Yeah, both of the heart-shaped yellow. Yeah, just this is a children's movie, right? Yeah, not unlike Transformers and Friend. 
Yeah. Oh fun. God. Yeah. The her introduction in Transformers is like just it's yeah. that close to being Playboy. Yeah. yeah. It was like a Maxim cover from like 2006. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. yeah this, I think Michael Bay has muses the same way Woody Allen does. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Um, yeah, and that's and it. Just it just feels gross throughout the whole thing. Every time, like it's one thing for Michelangelo because he's a teenager, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Like I get that. Yeah. Like he's he is a sexually frustrated turtle who is attracted sure. to women. Right. That's Your weird enough, aren't we all? But for, but for a grown man who is her coworker to be like, "You just got fired, baby. Let's go out." Like, right? I thought there was the Se- sexually no. frustrated turtle is my Reddit username, by the way. <laughs> I knew that was you. <laughs> Mine is stingray dick. Yeah, you know way too much about turtle penises. <laughs> I love all this pet store info. <laughs> all right, so yeah, they they go in, and this is the point where Sax and all of the goons disappear. They for the just, rest of the film, they just disappear. They go away, and well, the goons disappear long enough for Shredder to fight Raphael one on one. And then Shredder, while they're saving the other turtles, also just disappears and goes away. Yeah. Why is there there a timeline on this? Why do they have to leave so quickly? Like, I assume the goons were going there so they could be be preparing the site for Shredder because he's getting there by helicopter. They're like, dude, if he gets there by helicopter and we're not there, he's going to stab us with those shooting swords. but, But all of the goons, which then shortly chase them down the snowy hill disappear long enough for them to rescue the turtles and get out of the building. Where are all yeah. the fucking goons while they're rescuing the turtles? Why aren't they fighting goons at this point? Right. Because they're having a weird like race down a mountain. But the, the, but the mountain. There was a Mortal Kombat tournament in the arcade and everybody was talking about it. The That's goon- all. They were excited. Um, I just want to say, point something out. Um, for maybe four or five years, I grew up in um, upstate New York, yeah. where my family was from. And it was a ways from New York City. It was maybe five hours away or so. Um, the only mountain range in between New York City and where I lived was the Catskill Mountains. And the Catskills are low enough that you can you can hike them. You can hike one side to the other pretty easily. Um, the other set of mountains in New York are the Adirondacks up by Canada. Now, this takes place in Manhattan, close enough for the helicopter to come and go. <laughs> what mountain range are they? And close enough for them to sewer travel. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And anyway. this is my and other the question. Space, they're entering New York airspace. Well, that's, where they always, that's where they always take the pictures from Manhattan. You see, like, the, the ocean. There's actually yeah. a mountain right there. Right, right directly the above no, <laughs> They don't take those pictures from helicopters. That's, yeah. that's like, Robert, like Robert Vaughn's and Superman 3. How, how, how far is the nearest cliff from Manhattan? From Manhattan. The nearest mountain there cliff. There be a cliff in Westchester. But, like that, but also, here's the other thing. It was the first day of spring in Manhattan. Light, <laughs> light jacket weather. Right. And yet they travel to this snowy... <laughs> wintry place that's just that's close enough that they can travel by sewer that's maybe an hour outside of the city it seems maybe at least an hour more most of the rich people that live in new york city actually live in like westchester and poughkeepsie and places that are like just 
25 to 100 or 75 miles from Manhattan. That's usually where the French people live. But this dude has an old school castle on top of a a snowy also, mountain. Those look like the Alps. Yeah, they look as, like the fucking Alps. Where as the much fuck as is we've this? been complaining, we haven't been talking about the scale of these mountains because there is a five-minute right. truck drive down the mountain. That means this mountain is huge. Right, and yeah. nothing causes an avalanche. Nothing does. Not no, these giant trucks. No. Right, exactly. Well, and also, yeah, yeah. So, like this, I want to do the math on the speed of this truck. And the time it takes them to get down the mountain. I would also like to point out that there was there was a point where they said twelve seconds till we go over the cliff, and I counted. It was two and a half minutes from the time they said twelve seconds until they went over the cliff. And they had their scene of Michelangelo on a skateboard, so they managed to get in there. But, on a mountain. Yeah. On a oh, mountain. And so, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry, yeah. and I forgot to mention this earlier. Um we didn't get introduced to the turtles properly until we were 22 minutes into this movie. At the 22 minute mark is when she took the picture of the turtles on top of the building. 22 minutes in an hour and 40 minute movie. So anyways, um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So they get the turtles, they go down the mountain on the trucks. Meanwhile, Shredder has left and is helicoptering into Manhattan to the top of this building where there's been a tank of to- toxins that has been sitting there for 15 years waiting for them to release it. Years. And I love that how they're so casual. It's like soon we'll be entering Manhattan airspace. That's no longer an airspace you want to enter. Um, New York is now pretty strict. On, yeah, you need <laughs> on a specialized vehicle. After, yeah. after, yeah. after. What's an, that helicopter? Yeah. I don't know. Shoot it the fuck out of the sky. Right. The last time we didn't. At, there was an early fall day in the early 2000s that kind of changed what you can do over Manhattan's airspace. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there would have been fighter jets scrambled in this scenario, regardless of the helicopter. Yes. Yeah. Fool me once. Absolutely. Well, yes. Just shoot that down. Yeah. They're like debris falling off a building. We should scramble the National Guard. Like yes, debris falling. Oh. Off, yes, a building, the top of a building coming down in Manhattan, post September two thousand one. There's going to be some shit going down with the federal government. Yeah. Anyways, so, all right. Uh, in the city, they're up on top of the thing. Sax is in the lab in that building. April and Vern, they go and confront him. The turtles go to the top. They fight Shredder. Um, so, Sax is in this building. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, there was a, I just looked back. There was a moment when they were on the mountain sliding down um, when Dottie Donnie gets to be the badass because Roth is hurt. Yeah. He jumps out and uh, he says, I've always wanted to try this. And he bow vaults the truck. Yes. Um, Which was fun for me. I thought it was great. Um, Yeah. And they have the the slow motion of it uh, going over him. Well, not really slow motion because in real time, he's like chuckling like a nerd. Yeah. He's doing his little nerd laugh. Giddy. Because it worked. 
Yeah. So, and once again, but, where, where's but, this wood from? That is my question. Is what what, sort, of, what yeah. sort of wooden staff can withstand a truck traveling at that speed? It's made from Groot. Um, but it's also oh. like it also has a some sort of propellant in it because he like shot something at Mikey when they were younger. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. Shot something out of it, so it's all like tricked out uh, tech wise. Oh well, then it can surely withstand a speeding truck coming down a mountain if it's tricked out. <laughs> yeah, it's just a that's hey, just man, a vinyl wood best. sticker <laughs> on the outside. It's not actually wood; it's vibranium too. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, back to yeah. So the tower. yeah, shredders on top of the tower. Um, and uh, they fight him individually first for some reason. Well, we for see where the foot are. They're all in that one room. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they yeah. stay there. <laughs> they, where, they just stay there. Where the, the one guy that doesn't have his mask on is not Japanese. So this is. <laughs> I'm a hand soldier. This is Son my third bitch. moment in this movie where I said to myself, you know what? They really nailed it on this. Mm. You get the, the dinging of the elevator and you get uh-huh. one of the Ninja Turtles playing with his his sticks and then the other one playing with the sword and they start beatboxing that was fun this is is cool this is a cool like you get that break there's got to be a trope name for this like break before the battle right and they're Um, like being funny I got the impression that there was something wrong with the elevator at first Oh, they went in. They thought they were in the elevator and then they weren't in an elevator Oh, that that was and then they were like oh that's not the elevator that was when they ran into all the goons they turned the wrong corner Uh, um but yeah, this to me, the the running into the goons, like Han Solo and Chewbacca and freaking A New Hope, like, yeah, ah! and then getting chased because they are, you know, wildly outnumbered. Yeah. These two moments, I was like, oh, we might, we might make the landing of this movie. We might have, right. it might have been the snow that, that screwed this whole thing up, but we can make the landing. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. It's funny you so, mention it because it totally reminded me of this scene um, where, Han and Chewie are in stormtrooper uniforms yeah. and they're, they're just trying to like, uh, everything's good. Uh, bye. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. So they could have had that moment as well. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was humanizing. It was funny. It made them all have individual personalities in the situation. Like we got a lot of character development in this tiny little drop. Mm-hmm. And then back to Michael Bay style, Transformers chaos. Right. And yeah, it, like equally matched opponents. I found myself you know? just looking at my phone so much during the battles. Like yeah, it was too. just so boring. The CGI I had to re- like I had to rewatch from the snow to the end again. Yeah. Like I was like, I have to rewatch it. I I did not pick up anything that happened. Oh my God. He, it just becomes a blur. He has these de- detachable magnetic claws. But then once again, Kung Fu style, he's as matched with Raphael and the other turtles as they are with him. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know, like, how did they learn the same styles? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Al's explanation from earlier movies explains that, but it's like they're fighting with the same yeah, style. They yeah, are. Like, 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 a, like a scene in Kill Bill or something. Maybe they sure. should have made. Shredder should have had like mail in, like you call in and he sends out like a tape of how to do Kung Fu. And that's where he got his fortune. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think, secret villain. I think Shredder wrote that he book. He, he, yeah. Shredder, Shredder wrote the book. He didn't. Yeah. Uh, 
Splinter's Paw was covering the author. That being said, it would have been really cool if it had been like a like a video format thing where they're like, I don't know, we mailed in to get some ninja stuff out of the back of this book that was written yeah. by Shredder. That's how they know what he looks like and they recognize his voice because he's always the one directing the like there's a way to tie that shit in to make it make sense. There is a way, yeah. Or you just don't make it that convoluted and Splinter yeah. has a connection yes. to Shredder. That's true. Yeah. It's easy to do. But all right. So, yeah. And there's this. So they're like, they take out Sax. And there's this shot where he like, like Will Arnett like distracts Sax so he won't shoot April. And he turns to shoot Will Arnett like five feet away and just misses him. No, he hits him. He does. Well, also, Will Arnett shouts the name O'Neill. He shouts O'Neill. He has a microscope in his hand this was a terribly right. edited moment because i was right. so confused it, as to what was Vern happening know that they used to work together see I mean, yeah what was that i don't know why he didn't pick up two tele or microscopes and throw one at him as yeah. the distraction you know For and then right. hit him with you the other one it, but see I, I, didn't, I didn't even realize <laughs> right. that i didn't even realize he got Throw shot in that moment because He's not on screen when Sax turns and shoots. And then well, and you think that he's dead. And yes, then he's not do. dead. And then he's like, oh, he got me in the shoulder. I'm not going to get up. It's so there's poorly no, So There's poorly. no emotional collateral in this whatsoever. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Even if you were a huge Turtles fan, nobody is put in enough danger for you to worry about them. <laughs> no, which is crucial for storytelling. Well, yeah, okay, yes, all right. So then she takes the mutagen upstairs. Um, she distracts Shredder while they disarm the bomb. Um, Shredder causes the tower to fall. Turtles hang on to it, and somehow the falling's fine for some reason. Yeah, I don't it understand the, what happened physically. Was the tank of stuff at the top? I don't was know that, because like, they were was like that a, his plan. He's like, I'm going to knock this over and it's going to spill into Times they, Square. They said something about when it hits the ground, it's going to explode and take out a 10 block region. But then they don't do anything to stop that from happening. And it's just all OK. Like what even happened? One I, canister was red and one was green. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand any of what actually happened to stop the exploding badness. Nothing. They well, didn't do anything. We get the classic C-3PO, uh, like, what are the odds of us stopping this tower from falling over? And he goes, oh, like, right. 0. 0. 0. 0. 0.0003%. Yeah. It's yeah, like, no. that is a very small uh, percentage of, like, success. After but, they six flag style down to the ground, um, they land on their feet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, like, tur- like turtles always do. <laughs> so, yeah. You know the old saying, a turtle always lands on his feet. Okay, so was the so canister that at the, the explosion? Was the what? canister at the, at the top of the tower and not in the middle of it? Because if it was at the top of the tower, it dragging down the sides of a building, it's going to rip that canister open and pour it into the building and down onto the ground. Yeah, now, just I'm, as dangerously as it exploding, I assume. I mean, Al, I think you're right. Like that's the explanation, but also like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. It was all luck. That's the reason why nobody died in the 10 block radius. That's yeah. really. They didn't save anything. They didn't. No, yeah. They didn't save anything. No, well, there were, they, there were no stakes. They stopped they Shredder. Stopped, they stopped yeah, Shredder yeah. from making it airborne. So they mitigated the risk of that size of damage. But the 10 block radius thing. That was. Was just luck. Yeah, absolutely. Which is and, awful. 
and for they a dealt story. they dealt with this, but what about Shredder? Did Shredder plot die? point after plot point in this was coincidence and luck. Coincidence yeah, and luck. Did Shredder die because on the ground he is still moving? I, I hate that. I, I think that like, it was because they knew there was gonna be a sequel and they didn't they wanted to leave that door open a crack. Okay, so this plan failed. Uh, people know the turtles exist. So what's Shredder up to for the rest of his life? <laughs> he just retires. He's his FBI's most Ooh, wanted man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so looking so, for a man in a silver samurai outfit <laughs> who loves dogs <laughs> and Indian food. Uh, so, all right, the turtles go back into the sewer. They inject Splinter with the mutagen. Apparently, that saves his life. Sure, mm, why not? I guess that's fine. At this point, who cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah. was was he dying also I this guess whole time? They left him yeah, alone in the sewer, know. dying this whole time. But luck, and he was okay. on the verge of death when they got back. I will say this about the end sequence of this movie: one thing. Considering that we're now to, uh, to Master Splinter, one thing made me feel a little bit better about this, especially because I watched it twice, because I didn't remember how it ended the second time. I am so glad that Splinter did not, like, jump out of nowhere, you know, like, ha, here I am to fight you, Shredder. <laughs> oh, it could have been and so be much the worse. Thing, like, like Iron Man showing up to save Spider-Man, right. thing, which, which, That's which, which makes sense in a plot, you know, but for him to be the deus ex machina device to show yeah. up, like, I am the master. We need to fight each other again. Like, yeah, right. I would have been so, so happy much that worse. didn't happen. Yeah. I'm so happy too, but it would make more sense because again, they, they, they're roughly the same age. They would have been trained in similar ways. Well, if and they, they left, fine. they left splinter alive. He is now yeah. a Chekhov's gun sitting on a shelf. Like right. yeah. he's going to yeah, come back. Right. I mean. He's going to come back, right? That's I kept thinking that like he's going to fucking jump off the tower. He's somehow going to be waiting up there the whole time, uh, knowing where well, this building is. He's just like, going to like either come up with other schemes or just go on with his life. I yeah. don't understand. <laughs> his son died. <laughs> so, why? Well, yeah. All right. So then, then at the end, April meets with Vern under the bridge. He tries to ask her on a date. The turtles show up. They blow up his car. They sing Happy Together because, you know, it's by the Turtles. Roll oh, credits. I didn't even put that together, man. <laughs> oh, that didn't work. I didn't even think about it. That's the okay. only... Well, I was like, why are they singing Happy Together? I was like, oh, the Turtles. Because it's such such an old, unrelated song that makes no sense narratively other than it being by the Turtles. This yeah. is the one thing for them to end the movie this way. I was like, cool. We got a tech upgrade. They're all happy again. They are now more brotherly and more united yeah. than they had been throughout the entire movie. Yeah, They're still a, catty and fighting with each other. Yeah, it was throughout. a fine scene. Yeah. But it made me realize this movie needed a better soundtrack. If we had had funny music beats throughout the entire movie instead of dramatic music, like like orchestral score throughout the movie, mm-hmm. it would have changed. It could have been because Guardians could have had this kind of score throughout the entire oh, movie. Oh, it would have been so much worse. And been right, a yeah. bad movie as a result. No, you know this, this was entirely the wrong. Sc- the score, I think, was twenty five percent of it being so bad. It, it is the weakest part of the entire film by far. Because there was oh, literally whatever. a point where they're like fighting, and there was a literal choir going, "Oh, oh!" It's like 
It's like Thor Dark World. Yeah. Like, where you're like, why is this music so dramatic? It oh does not. God. It is. This is not a grand operatic thing. This is yeah. the turtles. Have fun with um, it. So, Al, did you notice anything with the music at the end? Um, did I know? Usually, it? our guy that points it out, but it, it's a total explainer song. And oh yeah, ready. yeah, there is an explainer song. Uh, uh, ready. It's not, it's not good, it, but it's detailed. Was there? Was, I was there a ninja rap? Al, was there a ninja no, rap? No, there was, there was not a ninja rap. Hang on. I just saw it on uh, IMDb somewhere, but I wrote down, because I didn't see it in the credits, um, I wrote, wrote down a bit of the lyrics, knock, knock, you're about to get shell-shocked. Um, I'll accept funny. it. I mean, yeah. che- <laughs> cheesy turtle explainer songs I'm cool with, because that's totally. had those from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heroes in a half uh, shell, they're on a mission. <laughs> Dep Boom by what? By Brian Tyler. Hmm. Wait. Don't you ever say that to me again? <laughs> Wait. Uh, we did have Hollaback Girl in there somewhere. Uh, oh yeah, Hollaback Girl. Which which played as a funny bit when they were little baby turtles oh. watching it. Yeah. 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 It was uh, Shell Shocked was the name of the, the explainer song. Uh, performed by. Come on, just it's written by a lot of people. <laughs> um, performed by Juicy J, Moxie, Ty Dolla Sign, and Wiz Khalifa. Ooh, oh, Wiz Khalifa. Okay, so Brian Tyler, who did the soundtrack, mm. Iron Man 3, Avengers Age of Ultron, Thor Ragnarok. Ooh. Mm. Interesting. Like, I think oh. that this, this was poor... Uh, direction like I, this is what we want for the movie we want it to be grand scope yeah dramatic. it was a bad choice going with that or, kind of or, score or I don't been, I don't think this sc- could have been as simple as Michael Bay like we have a lot of recorded music already yeah yeah go, yeah. go back and use something we have. well like it doesn't even like so I'm, I'm not I don't think the score was bad like it wasn't badly composed music I don't blame the composer it was it, a bad choice to use this type of score yeah, the way that it fit. Yeah. Yeah. 100% was wrong thematically. Um, yeah. Michael Bay doesn't care about those details at no. all. Never so, had. so um, just, uh, I have this under unanswered questions, so it's not even really a question. It was just a trope that I noticed that drives me insane. Keys in the sun visor. Keys in oh, the yeah. fucking sun visor. Please. Keys. Car keys in the sun visor. Uh-huh. You know that trope? Oh, right. Yeah. In New only, York City? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in New York City. Oh, my God. There's only one time I've ever seen that, and I've enjoyed it, and that was Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Because it subverted the trope, and you, we were waiting, mm-hmm. and it seemed like there was no way out, and it was like serendipity, like the clouds opened and, you know, light shined down on him. Mm. Any other time. And that was subverting that trope. Yeah. I mean, successfully. Yeah, actually doing the keys in the sun visor trope, I will not accept that post Terminator 2. I yeah. will not. Yeah. I will I would not. much rather a screwdriver into the ignition and have it work. Yes. Like Well, and he, actually it could have been very funny cuz he immediately is like I guess this is a, a hot wire situation. And then his next comment is it's all red and white uh, cables, right? <laughs> you know, indicating that he has no clue. So there could have been a funny moment of him trying to hotwire a van. 
Yeah. It throws right. It's like, gotta get moving. Yeah, if they had played that out for a few more seconds, the beats would have made yeah. it funny and, and functional. Yeah. It seemed like he knew what he was doing, and then, yeah. Okay. So they, they rushed every funny bit. They didn't they let did. anything sit and Land. breathe Not at all. Not for a fucking se- No, this movie felt like a, an hour and 40 minute montage. It was just go, yeah. go, like constantly moving. And there were no stakes. Yeah. The was- only... To me, the only moments that make any sense in this movie are the ones where it was funny and they let the humor sort of settle for a brief moment. Just yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. Best best moment in the movie was the turtles freeze when the picture's taken. Absolutely, yep. best moment in the movie. Um, or the elevator. Or the elevator. Elevator like was good. Brian, yeah. r- like Brian said, they rushed it. They didn't have to rush it. That that little beatbox thing could have. Yeah. You know, they lived together under sewer for 15 years. Like, of course they would have their little things, but yeah, yeah. they wouldn't let it land. Yeah. Um, so a few things. Police code 1010 was called when uh, they saw the thing happening on the building. Police code 1010 is fight in progress. I don't know what falling <laughs> debris has to do with that. <laughs> Not just debris, a whole tower, a steel yeah. tower. Um, so, like mass civilian casualty yeah. would have been the radio call on that. Like yeah. potential for loss of life. Um, or search, search yeah, all units, yeah. please. This is insane. Yeah. Not fight in progress. There is a man in a silver samurai armor on the roof fighting giant aliens. <laughs> um di- okay, unanswered question. So April got her job back? But she kept the turtles a secret. Yes. She kept the turtles a secret. How did she get her job back? Did she get her job back? Was that answered in that final one? I don't feel like they told us. I don't know. I don't think they said anything about it. No, you know, I don't think she did because Will Arnett's character is explaining to her how he got the car, Mm. which she would have known if they were at work. I feel like he would have gotten fired for losing the van. That's that's, that's a $80,000 piece of equipment he has with all that stuff in there. Yeah, at least. Oh my God! Yeah, some maybe yeah, like a two hundred. Very expensive. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so why didn't she show Whoopi Goldberg the pictures she took of the turtles? She did get the one of them jumping off the roof. She just didn't show that to Whoopi Goldberg. Hmm. She didn't seem really interested in telling too many people about them, though she was following them like an investigator. Well, and she was telling Whoopi Goldberg about them. She just didn't show. Her, she just didn't show her the one piece of solid evidence she had. She yeah. showed them pictures of I mean. of turtles from Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Uh, yeah, weird. Like box. All right. So, how far down the list does it go? Yeah. Oh, yep. Oh, um, hold on. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Was there another scene? Uh, no, 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 no. no. We're, well, we're I answered questions now. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, I had nothing but, so I can't think Yeah, I feel. I think that's all the rest. So I, I have a question, but it has nothing to do with the plot. It is about the casting of the f- adult men who played the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> who in their right mind thought that the voice of four Ninja Turtles in 2014 should be four men well into their 30s? Yeah. Or, or Johnny, white men well into their 30s. Johnny Knoxville okay. was, was, was probably like over 40. Like 40. Yeah. yeah. Like, wouldn't it make sense to cast some 20-something yeah. people? Like, you have a black cast member, a Puerto Rican guy, an Asian guy, oh, and a white guy. Disney show kids. And yeah. they all have 
slightly different tonality that you can hear. They all have more characterization naturally. Instead, we got four white guys who I could not tell apart with the exception of Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, which yeah. all I heard I, was Johnny Knoxville. I was... Uh, I bought that Donatello and Michelangelo were teenagers. Yeah, Michelangelo um, was probably one I bought the most. Raphael and Leonardo sounded like adult turtles. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Raphael sounded like Christian Bale doing Batman. They literally made the joke about it, but like, it doesn't make sense. It, they are 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, Castle is 21, you know? And, yeah. and so that makes Splinter roughly 45. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's aging in rat years, I guess. <laughs> One of the one of the first things that bothered me was uh, when we saw the uh, the shipping container get picked up and used to knock the Foot Clan into the river. Mm. Yeah, because the turtles were never that strong in. No. Uh, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're they bulletproof now. So. Super strength. Yeah, and that was the other thing. Is their skin bulletproof also? Yes, because they were getting hit in arms and legs and stuff. Like, they were just bulletproof everywhere. Or Shredder sh- stabs Raph in the side. The the slow blade pierces the shield. <laughs> <laughs> pierces the shell. Uh, so. All right, all right. Guys, are you ready to rank it? Yeah. Ugh. All right. So, um, if we have I to. Mean, way I, down I don't mean that I don't care, but it was so bad that you could put it anywhere. Turtle, below. Turtles, in time, turtles in time. We have at number 69 out of 109. I just, I just want to shout out that the uh, epic rap battles of history video that mm. I sent to you guys was a better Turtles movie than this was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you think j- Jumper? I'm Funnier, jumper. anyway. Yeah. Um, Brown Steel? Yeah. Because he's still a legal. I mean, is is this better than Hero at Large? Because I could argue that it's better than Hero at Large. Oh, uh, Hero at Large was actually too, wait. That's way too high for Hero at Large. Honestly, now that if we're actually going to talk about it, Hero at Large Uh-oh. should not be at number seventy. But that's a whole another story. Um, then yeah. you could put it between those two. I think it was more about John Ritter, if I recall. Hulk. I Let's look at Hulk. Him. Is this better than Ang Lee's Hulk? I mean, is this better than Toxic Avenger Part Two? Yeah, yeah I, I think it's better than I think it's better than, than Toxie and Punisher Warzone. Punisher Not Warzone than was so much. Fun. I draw the line at Howard. <laughs> I don't know. Punisher Warzone was so much fun. I enjoyed it a lot more than I enjoyed this. That's so true. That's fair. Yeah, you I'll can put it that. between Toxie and Hulk then. Yeah, I don't know if it was better than Toxie Two. It didn't have any windsurfing. <laughs> well, yeah, I love Toxie Two. Well. And Toxie 2 handled Japanese themes much better than this movie. So much better. So much better. Yeah. Put it above the Hulk, or above Hulk. Al? 77, yeah. Okay, let's do it. We are going to put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014. Grown-ass Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly. At number 77. Which means we are done with the turtles for uh, this week. Um, we are done with this <laughs> until the sequel. This did get a sequel. Yeah, they'll be back. Yeah, they will return. return. But next week, 
next week we will be watching an all new movie. Next week we are going to be watching The Age of Ultron. Ooh. Oh, I'm here for it. Oh, so am I. I like this I movie. So many opinions. Yeah, I love this movie as bad as it is uh, considered. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So thanks, everybody, for uh, hanging out with us on Harmless Phosphorescence. This has been your host, Throw Smiley. And I also never saved my father from a fire. <laughs> I'm Josh CC, and don't forget that old guy. I'm Brian Lesh, and I'm just going to stick around for the uh, 99 Cheese Pizza and Secret Fantas. I'll see you guys next week. I'm Alaric Weber. Who wants Italian? I'm buying. Tiramisu for everybody. <laughs> yes. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.